today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness, brother. Well, it's about time we welcome maybe the most legendary horseshoe mustache ever grown. Terry Eugene Bollea, better known as Hollywood Hulk Hogan, is arguably the most known wrestling superstar of all time. With a wrestling career that spanned more than three decades, Hulk Hogan was incredibly marketable in the 80s and 90s. And even beyond that, but especially the 80s and 90s, that's when I remember him. I was never a huge wrestling kid but a bunch of my friends loved it so i was always stuck at their houses waiting for wrestling to finish so we could play some sega genesis but i kind of got into it here and there when it was on the dude could do no wrong like he you know he kept just kicking ass he i think he won like a, a couple championships in a row but then he made this movie so <laughs> it turns out he's not perfect We'll be discussing 1989's No Holds Barred, a movie that has more human growling than any movie ever made. Can't wait to get into this one. Now play that crap theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Podcast. Well, 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 I am so glad I am not covering No Holds Bar alone. This movie requires at least one other person to tackle this bad boy. He's the man that helped me break down Ice-T surviving the game. Welcome back to the podcastio, Tim Yobo. I'm back, and I don't know why, because I'm not like a big wrestling freak or something. <laughs> well, there's a slight reason uh, why, why you're here today. Um... We had originally thought, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know about this, but maybe you don't, but we had originally thought that this movie was that movie where you see Hulk Hogan on a motorcycle and he's going down the street and there's like a shitty 90s rock song playing. And then all of a sudden, you just see this guy just chuck his dog into the water. And it you see the dog. that movie. <laughs> and it is not that movie. We were so sure. That it was this movie, that we just dived into it. We didn't even look. <laughs> as soon as you sent me the message about No Holes Barn, I'm like, oh, the one where he throws a dog in the river. All right, great. And I that just... was it. <laughs> I just completely... I, I also thought that was the movie. It turns out that it's not. It's Mr. Nanny, I think. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah, because for some reason, I only thought that he made like maybe one or two movies. So I didn't think there could be that many different movies where he's riding a motorcycle. Yeah, I know. He's only made, like, I, I, where he's starring, has a starring role, like, what, maybe four films, four, five? Uh, probably, because I think there's some, like, Die Hard movie that he did, and I know we had that TV show with uh, Chris Lemon, Jack Lemon's son. Oh, that's right. Rolling Thunder, Tropic Thunder, Thunder Lips. Oh, wait, that's that's Rocky <laughs> Three, Thunder Lips. It, <laughs> it's Thunder some shit. And you know what? He's also in Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. So I never saw any of those three ninjas. Those are the ninja movies I had the least amount of interest in seeing. Well, they had the least amount of ninja in them. So That's true. But maybe uh, maybe when you come back, Tim, we'll, we'll tackle High Noon at Mega Mountain. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you might not ever t- <sighs> want to come back on the show after that. Hmm, that's going to be torture. <laughs> I... Um, Listen, everybody, this is going to be 
one of those movies. Um, uh, if you want to check this out prior to listening to this, maybe because there's going to be some things we're going to talk about that might be kind of difficult to realize that that actually happened in the movie. Yeah, this isn't a movie that like you have to watch because they're going to be spoilers. It's just going to be hard to understand some of the things that we're going to be trying to describe. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 a magical movie. There's tons of growling. There's a lot of Hulk Hogan ass like if you are into Hulk Hogan's ass and tight tight panties on him on him yeah, yeah. he's got <laughs> he's got panties on underneath his panties <laughs> this man was a number one A1 sex figure back then like he was just <laughs> but, he was on fire alright is he like the last sex figure who had that male pattern baldness thing going on with the long hair trying to cover it up he owned it so well, and when, then he would wear the like the do rags or whatever. Like uh, that was, the day. but that was later on. You would think yeah. that if anything, like early in the career, that they would try to hide that with putting bandanas and shit on his head, and then later on, after he's like a little bit famous, all right, let it go, and then like you have all the middle aged dads like, hey, he's got the same hair as I do. I could be Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but that shit's right up in front, and nobody blinked an eye of it. Honey, go get me my syringe. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna become Hulk Hogan. Inject my balls. Bring me some pork. <laughs> anyway, so uh, here we go, everybody. We're gonna go ahead and break this down for you. This is the movie breakdown. Now, sorry, Daniel. Didn't somebody from the Discord and Grime Bin suggest this movie? Or did you just pull this movie out because of the mustache? Oh, you know what? Wasn't it Sir Charles? I think it was Sir Charles. Man, you have really good memory because that was a while back too. I just remember having it in a list. All right, remember that, I- Sir Charles. Next time we're on Discord, don't give me any shit because I name called you and I remembered you picked this movie. <laughs> Sir Charles also made us watch that other movie when we were live streaming. Um, I don't remember what it was. It was that good. <laughs> it was like Rain and Blood, or oh, The Devil's Rain, oh, The Devil's Jesus. Rain, My with John Travolta in it. You blink, you didn't see him anymore. And William Shatner, Ernest Borgnine, Grindbin All Star, the original original Michael Myers mask in that movie. Yeah, God, it is just a thanks, Charles. <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Charles. All right, so back to back to regular. That's the worst thing that was ever ever put on Discord. <laughs> Oh man, he does have a bitchin' van though. Everybody, he's and an eight track player too. He's just oh, sending out pictures of it too. Dolly Parton eight tracks. Oh, you gotta love it. I actually have a bunch of her records that um, some guy was selling, like a box of, I don't even know. I I want to say it was close to eighty to ninety records in a box for ten bucks, and it was like. I would do like seven or eight of her records, and so I kept those. I sold a whole bunch of the other ones for a lot of money. So I got lucky. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah, it works out. All right, everyone, back to regular (laughs) scheduled programming. We're going to go and start this movie breakdown. Movie breakdown. There's lots of saxophone in this movie, too. A lot of sexy sax, a lot of fucking... Oh, God, 1989, that weird time between 1989 and, like, 1992, like, there was just a lot of bar rock, just grossness. I I don't even know, the country rock stuff, you know? Like Hank Williams Jr. shit. 
stuff that you would never hear in a bar that if I heard walking into a bar, I would turn around and walk right out. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so we are back. The first thing we hear as this movie kicks off is Gene Okerlund speaking to the legendary Jesse the Body Ventura, who, by the way, looks 1,000% better right. with a mustache than without one. As All well. right, but who does his hairstyle remind you of? Let's see how what different generations we come from. Who does Jesse Ventura's hairstyle remind you of? Who's? <laughs> Nothing? You don't, you don't even have anybody? <laughs> I thought he had like a... I thought Jesse... Wait, Je, uh, Ventura in the movie? In the movie, when he's talking to Gene Okerlund. All I saw was... And Okerlund even makes a comment about his hair. All I saw was like a gold headdress. Yeah, he, well, all right. See, well, depending on what generation, he could have either been um, Don Chalade from Boogie Nights <laughs> with the braids, Rick James, or Bo Derek. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay, cool. I had. A, I thought. I didn't realize that that was supposed to be like his hair. Wait, you I think did, he had chain mail on his head? I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like an Egyptian headdress. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, maybe. Let's you see. You know what I mean? But I do like Let's it. Let's see though. what the uh, the viewing audience has to say about that. Yeah, let's that. see what they think. But Tweet at us. I would not mind if that came back. Like, I would totally sport every now and then. The Bo Derek? If it's all like gold chains coming down from my head, that's kind of dope. Oh man, you'll never get through a fucking metal detector for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You you can't wear that if you plan on going to like doing real human things, like going anything out in the sun where it's gonna be hot and that yeah. metal heats up. That's one of those things you go straight to dinner with your little metal headdress, your little chain headdress, and you come back home <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You show with that shit on your head. The chick is running the other way. No matter if you're a wrestler or whatever fucking band you're in. And uh, I wonder how much Ventura got paid for this little... This little... <laughs> They're in it so quick. And I think it's just one of those things. You're under contract with Vince McMahon. And you're doing what he tells you to do. Oh, that's true. This is... Um... This this is all from WWF Studios, so Vince McMahon had a huge hand in the making of this movie, and you can kind of tell just from the real cheesy drama. He also had a huge fingernail. Yeah, in the making of this movie with all yeah. the cocaine that was. I done. think there were a lot of fingernails and a lot of mirrors. <laughs> yep. Throughout this entire. Everybody movie. knows what the inside of their nose looks like very well. Whew. No shit, dude. It is. Oh, it's special. And they introduce, this is a championship fight that we are opening up to, and they introduce Hulk Hogan, who in this movie is called Rip. It's just Rip something. I don't... Just, I think it's just Rip. And just he comes Rip. out, doesn't he come out to more like a heel kind entrance? Of. He seems evil because it's all dark. He's like shaking his head and it's in slow motion. You see all the like fucking margarine coming off of his skin. <laughs> That they put all over him. <laughs> you know, I just think I just said heel. I'm thinking Bobby from the buying you know, grind bin is going to be listening to this and be like, I can't believe that fucking mispronouncing and fucking everything up with wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah, Bobby, don't listen to this one. This uh. is going to get you mad. Because <laughs> I'm like, what's an axe kick? <laughs> oh wait, it's a double axe and arm and hammer. What? They they put him in the nappy grab or the sleepy. 
He has them in a pin. Now they're rolling. So it's a rolling pin. <laughs> so <laughs> good old uh, good old Hogan. He comes out, and you're right. He totally seems like he's supposed to be a bad guy. But then once he once he comes out, everyone starts cheering. He's wearing. You know, he's not a bad guy because he's wearing baby blue clothes, like <laughs> baby blue with the dark teal. Blue. Our first, all right, here's a drinking game or smoking or don't do this with edibles, but every time you see the word, the, uh, the color teal, take a hit or take a shot. Oh, God. I'm not responsible for what happens <laughs> if you have a drinking game with that. <laughs> That's why I said don't do edibles because you'll be dead. <laughs> so you see all the essential oils glistening off of his muscles as he walks down the way to the to the ring he's he's cheering and everyone this is when you kind of hear like in the voiceover that he says uh randy and charles yeah come on let's go we're gonna beat up uh whoever the guy that he's fighting i'm like who the hell's randy and charles i wasn't even sure at first uh, yeah randy turns out to be his brother who's a great actor the <laughs> facial expressions that this guy pulls it's just incredible and yeah. the other guy is i don't know who he is but He's supposed to be, I think, the black guy from Rocky that was Apollo's manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who he is in this movie. Throw me the fucking towel! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if he has a name. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. But yeah, he is basically uh, Hogan's trainer in this movie. And he's also his sort of um, ethical mentor guide. I don't know. Yeah, his conscience. They really try. To make him that but eh, he's there but this is th these are his people like he's got his brother and apparently their parents died in a i don't even know how they died yes i have this written down because they the announcer says that ever since that uh, rips and randy's parents died rip has been more than a brother to him and i just went white fire <laughs> grind bin check it out I know you, you, you and Eddie always make Grindbin jokes. Like, Y'all watch the White Fire episode of the Grindbin and watch the movie as well. White Fire. Yeah, this episode, these episodes are turning like Marvel comics from like the 70s and the 80s where there's a little asterisk at the bottom. Like, yeah. to understand this joke, you have to listen to another podcast that was yeah. on Bloody Bits that was making a reference to Grindbin. Yeah, listen to Grindbin issue 234 and then move to Bl Bloody Bits issue number 10. And now you're in on the joke. Yeah, now you're in on the joke. <laughs> so, so it looks like Rip is defending the championship against giant poofy hair man, uh, Jake Bullet. Yep. So, you know he's a bad guy because he has eyeshadow on. Yeah, he's like, ah, I, I, Jake Bullet. <laughs> At one point, everybody's booing him, and the ADR, he goes, ah, shut up. <laughs> he's like, ah. He's not, he doesn't have the heel thing really down quite well. Yeah, he's like, I drive taxis in the evenings. Shut up. I got just trying to make a living out of here. We see Hulk... Uh, of course, he rips his shirt. That's why he's called. That's why he's called Rip. That's very cheeky. Very, very smart. Mm -hmm. He looks like uh, he's been in the suntan booth for like twenty hours straight. Of course, he's well, always looked like that. Doesn't he have the? Is this? Oh yeah, this is where he's wearing the teal pants. He's not wearing the white pants yet. And he has a special hand signal that he throws up. Yeah, he has a gang sign. Uh, it's not a gang sign. I think I think I know what that sign is. And especially, I think he's proven it out later on in his life. I think that's a white power sign 
You heard it here first. <laughs> Look at the way that the, his fingers are. He's got his fingers up, kind of like how you do like the Devil's Horns at a heavy metal concert. But then, what? His index finger is extended, but bent back. Yeah. I get a hand I cramp every, every time I try to do it, I get a hand cramp. And it doesn't help that Randy looks so... Um, Aryan? Like Hitler Youth, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Because when you'll, as we get to this, this championship fight, Randy uses the hand signal to sort of get Pump hold. him up, yes. Yeah, to get him going. Yeah, He's see? like, come on, come Hulk on. Hulk Hogan sees that and, oh, maybe my daughter's going, oh, I got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from here, they're, they're fighting, blah, blah, blah. We see, we are introduced to Kurt Fuller's character. Do you know his actual name in the movie? Because I'm just going to call him Fuller. Uh, well, I think we could call him... He's really? supposed to be Ted Turner, but he's actually Vince McMahon without realizing it. Then <laughs> that's what happens when you go on a three-day coke binge and you write a script trying to fuck Ted Turner. Should we but call you're him? really talking about yourself. We'll call him Mick Turner? <laughs> I just call him Fuller. Okay. <laughs> that's call him Fuller. I, love, I love Kurt Fuller. He's like that perfect... Ah, just shady douchebag that you just want to punch in the mouth. Yeah, he'll never be playing a priest. Well, yeah, maybe he could play a priest in the movie, but he'll never be playing a good guy. No, he's it's impossible. He just got he's got a smirky face, like ah, and he's got the voice. It's just perfect. I actually really like him in this movie. I think he's the best part of the movie by he, far. Yeah, he keeps it going. Like he's the only one bringing any kind of actual energy. And I think he knows exactly what movie he's in too. He's oh, not yeah. trying to like be a real actor or anything. Well, he's acting, but he knows he's in a fucking comic book wrestling movie. Yes, yeah, he's not trying to be overly dramatic or anything. He's so freak. He most of the moments we're gonna sit on are are moments that have this vato in it because he just takes it to another level love this dude he's with a bunch of his executive guys and they're watching it on a monitor they're from a rival tv network i think it's called like world world television network world television network and this is how you know mcmahon was on this because of course he has the world wrestling federation he thinks that everything he creates involves in a whole entire globe even though it's just a bunch of people from the united states that mostly are in it xfl Yep. Oh, I gotta love him. So he's uh gets he gets pissed off because he well, at first he's like hey, <laughs> Yeah, and I like how he gets pissed off he's using the filthiest language I've ever heard describing somebody when he calls this guy a real jockass. <laughs> a fucking jockass. <laughs> Running around in his sweet nothings with a sweat hog. <laughs> Oh, damn, man. <laughs> you know, there's some moments in this movie where I feel like Fuller just kind of wants to bang wrestlers. Uh, there's a couple of shots on it where it's like, well, look, come on. Wrestling does have that undertone a little bit. A little bit. We're sorry, Bobby, but just a little bit. Not only that, but it's the same thing with UFC. The few times I'll be flipping around TV and my wife sees it and she's just like, they're hugging each other. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> They're resting. They're resting. But I don't know. Do you think Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan would be that insightful to put in the script that Kurt Fuller might be secretly gay and coming to terms with it? They really should have because it would have been... It it has a weird... (laughs) There's a weird energy in this movie, y'all. He seems very... Like, so angry that he can't 
fuck him. And he's like, God damn it! I'm never gonna get a piece of that ass. Well, that might be full of bringing it to the character. I don't think the director or the writers <laughs> or anything like that said, hey, we're gonna go really deep on this one, you know, for the people who are paying attention to this wrestling movie. <laughs> That's for kids, by the way, I think, right? Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be for kids, but there Except are some, for a couple of scenes. There are some scenes where you're like, wait a minute, I don't know. Um, and so... Hogan gets hyped up because he was in a chokehold for a bit there with Jake Bullet, and his brother throws him that. Yeah, he's in a sleeper hold, and the referee's lifting up his arm, and his arm is coming down. He's really asleep. He is. He's he's almost done. He's looking at it. He's looking at his Aryan brother Randy, and and he's starting to kind of get blurry. But then Randy throws the white power sign. White power. And white Ho- power. Hogan begins to wake up, and he lifts his hand up, and he's uh, he's awake. And he ends that's up, it. That's he all up, he needed to see. That's all he needed. He ends up beating Jake Bullet, and he's celebrating, and he's like, fucking... He's doing that Hulk Hogan thing where he's like, yeah! Ooh, yeah, yeah he, does the, he does the ear thing one time, yeah. but then he also... Then right after that, he starts throwing the gang sign up again. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, his... Yeah, so then he brings up Randy and he brings up his trainer, Charlie, and they're all celebrating in the middle of the ring and it's all... It's a great day for everyone. So now we're at the van... We're in a van... Oh, we're not in a van, but we see a van heading to the World Television Network headquarters. I guess... A limousine, yeah. Yeah, and I guess there are... Uh, this is that 10 a.m. meeting that Fuller had mentioned. He's like, I want to talk about trying to bring in this jockass back into our network he's so pissed off that he's with their the other network and they're getting all the ratings so he wants to bring in fucking hogan yeah and he does that real asshole boss move thing with tomorrow 8 a.m my office talk to me and walks out (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm too busy i can't fill in the sentences (laughs) you'll figure it out context clues so Fuller's having this meeting with all his executives. That he belittles the one female executive, of course. It's <laughs> yeah, what is he telling her to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, she, he tells her, Miss Tidings, I saved you from, from the layoffs. Why don't you stand up and give us your pitch for, for the idea that's going to help us get these ratings back? She tries to pitch some kind of sitcom, and he says, Miss Tidings, go take a leak. <laughs> like wow dude <laughs> and she leaves the room so i guess she's really doing it yeah <laughs> you know i don't know if he like maybe gave him like a little a little card that says codes if i tell you to go take a leak you're fired if i tell you to jump off the building <laughs> go if i tell your- you to take a leak that means just get out of my sight for a day or two if i tell you to take a shit you better get the hell out <laughs> Oh, man, if I'm ever an executive director, I want a secret code card for everybody. <laughs> there you go, Daniel. Next time you're at a meeting, just tell a woman that, hey, go take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so then we're on to some other guy, and he says, they, he bas- he's basically grilling all of his executives, trying to get a better idea. And for some reason, Fuller has a full-blown poster of Hogan, of course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And he says, this sells. This is what I want. Give it to me so I can have sex with it. <laughs> and, so, and he's like, which he one? He brought of that you... post from his own house. Oh, yes. you know he had it in his own, for sure. And he's like, which one of you are going to get him over to me? And nobody feels like it can happen. There's this one guy with glasses that has a great mustache, and he doesn't even think it can happen. Yeah, he said, but sir, he's known for being a man of his word. He never breaks a contract. <laughs> 
And this is somebody who works with Vince McMahon who put some money up and that's how he got that line in the movie. <laughs> and then they did some lines after the movie. Yep. Yeah. You know, he he hey, he tried. He, you know, he looks the part of an executive, that's for sure. Because he probably is. So then uh, Fuller really wants to break his bond and break the contract. He says that's what the network needs and that's what the network gets. I promise you that. And he says, even Rip has his price. And he, like, throws some piece of glass or something on the ground to really scare everybody. I don't know. Uh, no, I think that's later on in the scene, isn't it? Where he has, like, this big piece of crystal that he's walking around the table. And he's walking around. You think he's going to do a fucking Al Capone <laughs> and, like, bash somebody in the back of the head with this crystal. Because he's standing behind everybody and as he's talking to them, he's flipping the crystal. And then at one point, he just smashes it on the picture of Hulk Hogan. And he's strong enough to smash a crystal, which he should be wrestling. Yeah, you know, Kurt Froll, yeah, he really isn't that small of a guy. It's just that everyone close to Hogan looks small, you know. But he actually is a bigger dude. And now we see Hogan coming out of a limo. He's dressed um, kind of as the, a cutting room floor Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> oh, no, this is incredible, man, because he's in a red and black outfit. And it's tied up in the back like a corset. Yeah. Looks- and his gloves on have shoelaces, and the back, he literally has shoelaces on the back of his uh, outfit where it looks like a corset, and his boots have the same thing with the shoelaces. He looks like flamboyant Ermac from Mortal Kombat. It's just, it's just, <laughs> yes, he does. It's interesting. And why he dresses like this, like I get dressing like that on the in the ring, or he looks like he's going to go well, into a wrestling match. All right, Daniel, later on in the movie, we'll see what kind of outfit he picks when he doesn't dress like this. <laughs> and I think he might actually be better off dressing in the teal and the red and the black tie-up-the-back piece suits. Yeah, maybe I'd rather have him in, in the tights than what he likes, what he prefers to wear when he wants to get comfortable, quote-unquote. Oh, boy. Ugh. So uh, Fuller is uh, we we it turns out Fuller has brought him over to the to his corporate uh, headquarters and Fuller's brushing off a chair just kind of like wiping it down. He's like, I hope this muscle head doesn't break this chair. Yeah, it's a Louis the Fourteenth chair. Yeah, it's a Louis the Fourteenth chair. So of course you want Hulk Hogan to sit in it. I know, like, dude, you can't get some other fucking chair from some other room. What's the point? So he brings him in, and Fuller. Uh, grabs hogan's muscles for a second and he pauses for a moment once again oh see yep just y'all there you notice go that. okay yes and it's really funny because hogan sits in the chair and there's like a moment of hesitance from fuller as he's kind of worried the chair is gonna break he's okay like, now two things i was thinking is it that the chair broke or that it's a stupid movie and hulk hogan farted into the louis 14th fucking couch <laughs> that that would have been a better idea that would have been a better idea. Uh, see, less pot, less more cocaine. Exactly. So Fuller's um, exact. I always, I just call him exact one, exact two, the two. Uh, yeah, because one of them is semi-famous. He's been in a ton of movies. The other one's been in a bunch of stuff too, but I can't remember their names. Yeah, they're Tweedledee, Tweedledum. They're just like cannon and fodder, whatever you want to call them. But there is little side sidekicks, and they do his minions, I guess you could say. And they're there with him as well. Uh, Fuller tells tells uh, Hogan that he wants him to come work for him. He wants him on his network and he's willing to pay whatever it takes. Yeah, he gives him a blank check, which... <sighs> Is it really feasible to hand somebody a blank check? I think it's... If you're rich, if you're super, super rich, yeah. too. 
Where it's like he could put on that fucking thing like $84 million and go to a bank and conceivably cash it possibly. Yeah, I think I never understood the blank check thing. That's got to be some Hollywood trope, movie trope, because I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean, yeah. maybe it's for opening um, discussion because you want to see exactly how much this person thinks they're worth or whatever. But to put it on a check, that's something like I'm writing down a number on a piece of paper, you pass it back, then you look at it, no, you write down another number. But to put it on a check, because yeah. it's a blank check, so you would assume he signed the check. That's true. I, but we'll see what happens to that check yeah. because this is actually one of the funny parts of the movie coming is, up. This so. is one of the best six <laughs> yeah. like, It kind of sucks because this is one of the better scenes in the movie and it's kind of in the beginning. Like it's in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> and Hulk does deliver the line pretty good. I'll say that. Yep. So Hogan is not feeling it. He's He doesn't want to do it. He's not interested. He starts getting up and Fuller grabs Hogan by the shoulder and he's like, no like what are you doing you can't leave and hogan's just kind of looking at him like hey man what are you doing bro like come on like i will break are you serious are you touching me and then fuller just loses his shit and he says something like um are you saying my money isn't good enough for you i find that a little hard to swallow you jackass or no you jockass jockass okay come on it's for I'm the sorry. kids i'm sorry jockass guys i'm sorry and and uh, the way Hogan reacts to jockass as if it's like some sort of derogatory. <laughs> you can tell when little Terry was in grade school, all the bullies used to call him a jockass. <laughs> and it just all came flooding back, and that was it. He couldn't take it anymore. And what does he do with that blank check? Well, he slowly walks back to the check, you know, and he's making Fuller think that maybe he, him being uh, the tough love angle worked. He walks up to the check. He he brings it up to his face. Fuller begins to kind of giggle, and then the, his little cronies start to giggle, and then Hogan starts to laugh, and they're all laughing. Then all of a sudden, Hogan goes serious, and he grabs Fuller by the shoulders, and you just hear Fuller go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's finally happening. <laughs> and Hogan says, "Do you do you know what he says?" He says uh, he shoves the check down the guy's mouth, and he says, "I'm not going to be around when the check clears." But um, bump. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> that was, that was actually there's I think that and there's only I think one other really funny part in the movie, which but, thanks a lot, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, these are uh, these are moments we need to really hold on to. But it looks like Fuller is super pissed off about that whole thing going on. He calls a couple of guys. And now we have Hogan in his uh, one of Fuller's limos, and they're the the driver's supposed to be taking him somewhere, but Hogan realizes that he's going the wrong way and he's not going where he's supposed to be going. The limo driver is a dickhead and he just starts rolling up the window like they always do. But not no, no, no. This is this is like a fucking Iron Man limousine because yeah. all of a sudden everything just iron just starts shooting up on the fucking partition, the fucking uh, moonroof, the sunroof, the windows and everything. Like bulletproof steel just yeah. <laughs> just raises up from all the windows to lock him in there. It's like they knew they were going to have Hulk Hogan in there. You know, it actually it looks like the kind of steel that a magician uses <laughs> when he's pretending to cut a woman in half in that box and he clanks it together. See, look, this is real metal. Yep. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Because we do find out that that steel's not that strong, 
either that or Hulk Hogan has superpowers. Uh, well, because Hulk Hogan. That's true. Because the limo is driving, but Hogan gets pissed. He starts kicking shit. He's kicking all around. He's not really making that much of an impact, but it's enough to really make the limo driver Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, hold on. This is a limousine, Daniel. I don't care who the fuck is in the back of that limousine. Hulk Hogan kicking the door isn't going to make you swerve the car. You can't control the car. He's kicking it with that much force from inside the car that's making you swerve left and right. And the other thing, too, is if you pay attention, Hulk Hogan must be wearing a pair of stilettos. Because on the outside of the door, when it's showing him kicking the door... It looks like there's like a ball peen hammer is what's putting the whole dents in the door coming out. There's nothing like it looks like his foot. Yeah, they they give they give Hogan some kind of supernatural strength in this movie where it's like there's no fucking way you could kick the inside of a door and all of a sudden little points are coming through the outside of and then the, you're right the fact that he's just hitting doors and he's hitting the the back of the I he get, breaks the bar, yeah. Yeah, he breaks the bar. Like I get if he hit the back of the seat of the driver, if he possibly swerved, yes, that the, might make the guy jostle and lose control. But he's just hitting the side of the car. Yeah, this is obviously one of those moments where there's just a preconceived way that the car's supposed to go, so we can run into stuff for action. It's called cocaine. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what if he ran into that wooden? Little- oh man, I'm so fucking strong. I could kick that car door, and the car would have to do a 360. <laughs> So we see the limo doing all this. He goes through a pre-planned route into a famous L.A. warehouse, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And they're there, and and Hogan can hear a bunch of people talking. He's like, oh, shit. And Hogan busts out through the steel, through the fucking sunroof, like a goddamn Iron Man. No, he looks like what happens if you ever see those YouTube videos when somebody sits on a fucking airbag without knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they just get propelled 10 feet up in the air. That's how he comes busting out of the fucking sunroof of this limousine. Bunch of smoke comes through. It's like, where did that come from? I was just so confused. Like, how did he shoot out of the car like that? But he does. He lands on top. And he's like, it, it's like he turns into the wrestler Hulk. And he gets super pissed off. And he starts whooping everyone's ass. He's got cocaine red eyes. Yeah, but also Daniel... Are these the three motherfuckers that you send to beat up Rip, the world wrestling heavyweight fucking champion? They all look like they're 35 years old if they're a day. Yeah. They're like at least 10 to fucking 15 pounds overweight. Yeah, there's a guy there that kind of looks like an an Asian 65-year-old Charles Bronson. I, I have written down. The guy that he picks up by the fucking head, it looks like fucking Charles Bronson, yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he th- he picks that guy up. He throws him in the sunroof. He throws another guy through the windshield. He throws another guy through the passenger window. Like he's just whooping all their asses. And while this is all going on, the the limousine guy is stuck in the limousine, and he's watching everybody get yep. the shit beat out of them. And I mean the shit beat out of them by Hulk Hogan. Uh, yes, and uh, he's petrified. Petrified. Yes, and Hogan. Gets to the driver's side door. He, he's like growling and snarling. He rips the door off. He grabs the limo driver. And the limo driver is doing that whimpering grown man thing where he's like, <laughs> and he lifts, <laughs> he lifts him up. And the camera zooms right on the ass of the limo driver. And you just see wetness. You just see pure wetness. Okay. 
This is some fucking dump this guy took because not only did it soak through his underwear and his pants, but it went through both sides of his fucking coat jacket. That is some magical shit right And it's wet. You could tell they cut that scene like six times. More. I need more. More shit. It's not wet enough. You really have to see the wetness. And the way you... So originally, when when I... Like, initially, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he just pissed his pants. Because, you know, you're if you're sitting in a car, your piss is just going to go down into your That's your right, butt. yes. it looks. If anything, it looks more like piss than yeah, what it, it turns out to be. It looks like he pissed it, which makes more sense. Like, to me, it makes more sense to have a, a fear piss than a fear shit. But I guess that does happen to some people. Fear diarrhea. Shit doesn't soak through your pants oh, yeah. and shirt and your fucking coat like that. Yeah, man. this guy had a Baja blast ten minutes before this... He just explodes, and then it's funny the way you find out because I might play this this little bit because Hogan sounds like a complete beast person. Yeah, and what's crazy is he's really breathing heavy through his nose yeah, like, before he delivers this line. <laughs> and he's like, "What does that smell?" And then the limo driver's like, oh, "Dookie!" And that's when you find out that it's it's shit because he says "Dookie." Yep, and and the scene doesn't cut away. That lingers for another like second and a half, and Hulk continues like that. Like, yep, dude, believe him. You just smelled it. You asked what it is. He told you what it is. You don't have to keep smelling it. Also, would you keep him next? Oh, as soon as I heard that, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go and put you down. You win. That is the best. That's a great way to stop a fight. (laughs) There's two great ways to stop a fight. Shit yourself. Or stick a finger up the other guy's ass. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed stops the fight right then and there. I learned that with dogs. If you ever had two dogs fighting, forget the water, stick a finger up one of those dogs' ass, and the fight is over. <laughs> Makes sense. If you were in a fight and somebody did that to you, you wouldn't be continuing the fight. You'd turn around and be like, what? Oh, God. Another Tim. <laughs> Tim Pearls of Wisdom. How to stop a fight. He, in the last episode, he taught us when when to eat lettuce and when not to eat lettuce, and now he teaches us how to break break dog fights. It's awesome. That's why I'm a guest. <laughs> da, 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 da. So now we are with the Hulk, who looks like he hasn't been in a giant fight in a warehouse at all. He looks super like clean again, like he hasn't done anything. He's in a business meeting, and there's this business lady that's there, and he is incredibly into her immediately. Oh, he's just giving her the fuck me eyes right away. Hard, dude. Like this dude. She could be talking about anything, and he's not paying attention. And uh, this is um, something Severance. I just know her last name is Severance. I don't know. Her name is Joan. Severance, and at that time she was kind of like a B-grade sex appeal actress. She would, I guarantee you, she's in some movie with Wings Hauser. Oh, guaranteed. Okay, Bedroom Eyes Four, or something like that. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? She was in. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, The Last Seduction, with Linda Florentino. I have not seen that, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, incredible movie! Great, great movie. But she's in The Last Seduction Part Two. 
Oh, oh. So that's that's who she is. She's that one. She's that one. You, She's you need that the one. same um, attractiveness, but you don't really care about the acting level of the person. So you put them in the sequel or, you know. She's one yeah, of and she's not that bad of an actress, no, but she, she's not that good of an actress either. She, she kind of looks like a young Nancy Kerrigan to me. She's like uh, a little bit. A little bit, but less whiny bitch. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Come shots on, fired. Sorry. I'm Teen Tanya. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so Hard take. God, no shit. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. Nancy Kerrigan's a little... I'm going to tag her on this podcast when it comes out. Please don't. <laughs> Sooner or later, I'm going to get somebody famous to fucking respond to a tag I put on the podcast. Ah, we got to give it time. We'll give it time, eventually. Uh, so, uh, she's talking about... I don't know. She's saying some shit. She wants Rip to start getting on a press tour, basically, and do and do a bunch of stuff. And Hogan says he'd rather do more... Like His main interests are charity work. And he's like, dude, you know what? Like, can we just talk about this shit later? Like, I just want to like check you out and I don't know, go work out or whatever. He goes, I don't want to be rude, but could you please shut the fuck up? I'm just <laughs> staring at you. And I, but he talks about himself in the third person. He goes, well, Rip wants me to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His favorite activities is charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, oh, because he speaks about it as the Rip character. Yes, yeah, yes. That's so, him and Hulk Hogan are and Terry are three separate people. Oh my God, so ridiculous! Uh, and so she's like, inc- like this kind of made me suspicious because she's immediately like, "Sure, that's fine. How about I pick you up at eight? Dinner, dressy." <laughs> because yeah, right away like, he he has a look on his face too. Like, like whoa, like holy shit. shit! No woman has ever fallen for that before. Yeah, and he's still in his Ermac alternate costume, so she's like. Dress up a well, little bit, bro. Yeah, like, I don't want to be able to see the hood of your dick. <laughs> We're going out to dinner. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to see your pee hole winking at me while I'm trying yeah, to eat my lasagna. Exactly. So, uh, now we're at this super nice dinner place. It's, I guess, French because the server is at least a guy trying to do a French accent. I don't know if he was really French or not, but... And he's being your typical French maitre d', being a complete asshole to Hulk Hogan. That was a- only paying attention to Joan because he thinks that Hulk doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's like, he, uh... He's like he was. He's probably looking in the menu for a hamburger and a foot-long hot dog <laughs> in his John Travolta Saturday Night Fever all white fucking outfit. Oh my God! Like, do you? He sticks out so, so bad. It's like he would have been better showing up in his teal fucking underwear. Yeah, that would have worked out better. He is in a just a giant all white suit, looking like he's going to like he's in a wedding. Like he looks like the groom. And they're here, and this is a whole stupid scene. It didn't. It should. I don't even think it needed to be here. But um, while the French dude's being an asshole, uh, one of the bus boys sees him, and he's like, "Oh, I know it. it's Rip." Like blah blah blah. So he gets the, the the main chef, and they bring him out. And the chef comes in. And he tells the waiter to fuck off. Like, bro, you don't know who this is. This is Rip. He's like a regular. This and that. And so yeah, he comes here all the time. And so Samantha. That's the name of the Nancy Kerrigan. Samantha is is kind of surprised. Oh yes, yes. I have I have her whole name written down because later on her name is like only oh, like, that's her whole fucking name. What's her whole name? Uh, don't ask me. I have it written down later on in my notes. But <laughs> something like like. Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> well, because you just reminded me when you said, "Oh, we know her name, Samantha," because the her middle name and her last name is like what? That's some fucking cocaine name. 
Well, that, you know, I feel like cocaine really helps you think of names of, of characters and shit like that. Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh, that definitely was the result of some a couple of lines, maybe more. And so now she's like, oh, he actually has been here. And he, he even says, like, the three French words that he learned. For so, all right, all right, sorry. All right. I just flipped ahead in my notes. Her name is Samantha... Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. Her middle initial is N, and her last name is Moore. So her name is Samantha and Moore. <laughs> and Moore. <laughs> There's plenty more where that came from, everybody. Enjoy yourself. Mm. And I don't know about y'all, but I was watching this on Tubi, so from here, cut to commercial. <laughs> You know, speaking of commercial, you know it's hot out here for a podcaster. I want to let you know about a podcast that I heard called the Center Cut Podcast. Check this out. Have you ever wondered who would make the sexiest zombie? Matt Damon. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. What would happen if your penis was where your head should be? They have to have something to look at, like a face. That would eventually become my face. (laughs) The Center Cut. A podcast where Michael and Dave only watch the beginnings and ends of your favorite movies and TV shows and try to figure out the middle. Just search The Center Cut everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, it's always better in the center. So we're, it turns out we're at this like super hardcore bar that has like it looks like it was a like you could already see it, like Vince McMahon and a bunch of the stupid writers that made this movie. They, yeah, like these are the bars that our uh, that our viewers would go to, and that yeah. that they think this is cool. Yeah. Because and the waitress has a great lie when the when the three of these guys walk in, she says right off the bat, she goes, "Are you cops?" Oh yeah. And Fuller says no, and she goes, "Well, all right, well the gay bars across the street," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking. All right, let's figure out the geography of this. This bar, and then across the street is the gay bar. Wouldn't they be kind of like, you know, just to be on the same side, be a little bit further apart? You wouldn't want that kind of crossover. Although you probably maybe get a lot of crossover. Oh, yeah, you know some of those guys at the biker bar get a little they get a little tipsy and they find their natural way. That, yeah, it's okay if I'm drunk. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay <laughs> if I'm drunk. Moments. And it's funny because the, the server is doing that snorty sound like she's trying to keep the cocaine from falling out her nose. Oh, yeah, and she's got big fucking hair. Oh, huge, huge hair. This bar has everything. You got you got pool tables. You got a wrestling ring. You got um, you got a live band, I think, or at least there's like so a jukebox playing. You got a bar. There's just everything in this one really shitty-looking bar. They're, they're walking in there. We don't have any context as to how Fuller found out about this place. No, he says a source of his told him that this was going to be big in the future, and he likes the he likes big things. Oh, oh. is that what he says? Oh, that's why he likes Hulk Hogan. Mm, that's why he gets so he gets a little, oof, you know, he kind of loses his breath whenever he sees Hogan, and mm-hmm. it makes sense now. So they're there, and they look like a bunch of assholes because they're wearing their full. Why would you wear your full executive suits? To a bar like this like i don't understand why you would do that and let me tell you everybody i remember uh so i played in hardcore punk bands as a kid and and i played i kept on playing but i was i didn't play as often when i got a little older but i would still play shows throughout san antonio 
and I actually had some coworkers go to a show of mine. I didn't. I told them. I told one coworker that I was playing that night, but I didn't. I would never tell anybody to come see me at at work. I was like, eh, they're not the target hey, market. All right, you're that cool guy. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm that cool guy. Yeah. No, no. Let me hear about your band. Don't invite me to see it. Yes. And so somebody asked me like, hey, I saw. No, you know what? I never said anything. She saw. She saw it on Facebook that I had put out a flyer, and so she was like, oh, let's go surprise Daniel. Uh, at his next show they went to like a pretty nice dinner right after work so they're still all looking very nice they walk into this hole in the wall freaking hardcore bar in san antonio in the south side of the city (laughs) it's like everyone stopped and just looked at them like what the hell are they doing here (laughs) and they came in while i was singing a song with the band and I was like, oh, shit. Did you stop singing? I started laughing mid-song. I couldn't stop laughing. They looked so ridiculous. And it's punk, so everybody's like, oh, shit, listen to that. That's a great song. <laughs> He's laughing at the ills of society. Yeah, look at him, man. You don't hear that anymore, man. Like, this guy's just yeah. letting loose. At a certain point, Daniel, don't you realize, like, you're driving and you're getting closer and closer to the bar, like, look at this neighborhood. Um, Apparently, the punk clubs that I've been to, as soon as you look at them from the outside, you can kind of tell that this is maybe not the bar for you or not. <laughs> That's how much they, they liked me, man. Because two of them were like, we need to get the hell out of here. And then the other two were like, ah, come on. What's, what's it hurt? Let's just st- pop in there. And so after the show, I go up to them and, they're, and I was like, uh, I was like, so uh, what'd y'all think? They're like, well, we went to the bar and and all the and we we ordered beers and they said we don't have any beer, we just have spiked slushies. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's a punk bar thing. They ran out of beer. I know that's a punk bar thing. They ran out of beer. They ran out of beer. They so. had they had twelve six packs and that was it. So they just started making slushies and I guess throwing some kind of rum or something in there. I don't know something they're putting something in trust there. us it's okay trust us don't worry you're gonna it's a punk bar what's gonna happen you'll feel something you'll be okay so anyway that's just a little aside there so now we are uh there's a oh yeah this is when we saw that little person we see yes now is it or isn't it <laughs> we thought there is a myth yes and everybody's got to break in somewhere, so if it is, you can't blame him. Yep. Yeah, there was apparently a rumor that went out that it was the guy from Game of Thrones. What is his name? Uh, Dirk Diggler? Uh, no. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Tyrion. I think Tyrion from Game of Tyrion, Thrones. I stopped yeah. watching that at like three seasons. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Chained up in a cage over what would be like where everybody in the bar is sitting watching the wrestling ring going on. I'm like, that's a thing? Yeah. It's not even a female locked up in a cage, which isn't a cool thing, but I would expect to see more in a bar than instead of a guy locked up in a cage. Yeah, he's just kind of swinging around in a big old bird cage and he's like throwing, I guess, ping pong balls at people? I don't I hope those are ping pong balls. There's something, and he definitely does something with them before he gets them out. So and he's been up there so long, he's shitting in the cage, his shit's petrified, and he's throwing into people's drinks. <laughs> but it certainly was not Peter Dinklage, so don't worry, it's some other guy. It's some other guy's name, which I think might be another name that Peter Dinklage was using, so that one day if he became famous, he could have some plausible deniability. That's probably the I'm way going to at Peter Dinklage and see if that's him. Please don't do that. 
<laughs> so now we see some dude who has like a fistful of chewing tobacco in his mouth and he's yelling at the ring and for some reason the stupid nerd executive business guy decides to ask that guy where the referee is he's like oh he's over there by the bar and like he's like making out with some chick at the bar so there's really no ref and he spits a wad of tobacco juice of course like all over this dude's shoe because he's that guy and it turns out you know that they're trying to figure out like what the hell's going on what are we supposed to do but the rules apparently are the last man standing and no killing anyone <laughs> so it's ufc yeah yeah and by the way at first i thought that this dude with all the tobacco in his mouth was that one guy from the sandler movies the one that's in Waterboy, who does like the guy that creole guy or something that doesn't really can't really understand him i thought it was like a uh, young him could be but Could I don't be. think it is. But I thought it was like a young him at first. He just kind of looked like... And plus he yells like in every fucking movie. So, But it's not him. I don't think it is. So then uh, Fuller gives the waitress like 100 bucks. Tells her to tell her... That guy happens to be that waitress's brother. So he gives her 100 bucks. Tells her to tell her brother to go into the fight. White fire. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's his name too? His name is Bubba. White fire. Yeah, Bubba. And he looks like he might be the coke connection for the bar, and his sister's fiending for coke. So, oh, you can tell she is. And there, there's there was this whole fight going on this whole time, and this the the this giant bald guy wins. So they throw in Bubba, he whoops that dude's ass, and now Exec One and Exec Two have to go to the bathroom. So they actually go ha- instead of just looking around to find it, they actually go up to some guy in overalls who has no shirt on, which is the perfect guy to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. All right, sorry, Bobby, but he looks like that guy. Maybe his name was Hacksaw something. Oh yeah, was that is that guy a wrestler? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna ask Bobby and find out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, who should I ask to find out if they were in this movie? Oh, if, I bet if you ask him, he'll know right away. He'll know. <laughs> he's fuming right now if he's listening. Uh, he probably is. So they enter the bathroom, and of course, it looks like the bathroom from Candyman. It's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a mess and they go in there they start taking a piss and they're talking shit about the bar and all the people that are there and you know saying how stupid everyone is but then they hear some guy just drop a huge deuce and flush the toilet he gets up they turn around to see what the hell's going on in the in the stall they piss on each other because they're stupid Mm-hmm. This is the second movie in a row where there's someone pissing on another guy. <laughs> Damn. It's called Fetishes. Well, not the second second uh, movie in a row, but it's like, I don't know, I guess an episode ago? I don't know. I did Up in Smoke. You Go listen to that one. There's plenty of pissing on people in that one. It's great. has Eddie the Axe in it. And Great show. Yeah, it's a good one. So, uh, so it turns out it's, what's his name? Um, what did you say his name was? Bubba. Bubba. He's the waitress's brother who just won the fight. Yeah, he's celebrating with a big shit. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. He comes up to him and he's about to whoop their ass because he heard them talking shit. But then he looks at their wieners and he's like, teeny wanger. Too small to bother. Yep, too small to bother. And he heads out. Ah, oh, God. It's just a. F- so if they had big dicks, he would have beat them up? I guess so, you know, because then you feel like you earned something, you know? Like, I fought this guy with a big dick. But there's two of them, so even if you put their dicks together, it still doesn't muster a little bit of a fight after they've been calling you out, calling you redneck hick? Yeah, I would have at least, like, you know, pushed their heads together and just, like, 
Not their which not ones? their dickheads. That's <laughs> <laughs> touching tips. I would have made them touch tips so that way they feel comfortable. <laughs> you don't want to get the shit beat out of you. You two better touch tips. <laughs> touch tips, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, Brel, uh, Brel, who is Fuller, he has this idea that he's going to start this. The Battle of the Tough Guys, the most creative wrestling match name ever. There you go. That's Vince McMahon. <laughs> Battle of the Tough Guys. It sounds like a an Atari video game from like 1978 or something. So anyway, they decide to go with that name. The winner will apparently receive $100,000 tax-free, by the way. Which is, is that legal? I don't think so. No, because... <sighs> Anyway, yeah, whatever. And he's he's doing a press conference doing this, so like you see a bunch of these other giant guys that we're gonna see in fights in the future, listening in. They're like, oh, they all have this like white male rage. Like, oh, oh, finally yeah. a way to release. There's a truck driver. There's a guy who works at like like looks like some kind of steel melting plant. Yep, yeah, he works in steel melting plant and uh, a couple of other cats that we see. And now we are on the set at the bar. So instead of building a set where they could control the environment that looks like the bar, they actually decide to shoot the show at the actual bar. And I was like, and I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. How do you sell tickets? Is it just the people who are in the bar get to see the fight that's going on? How do you do the blocking, the camera? Uh, this is wrestling, even though this movie is still pretending that wrestling is real. <laughs> I think that there's certain camera shots that you have to use in wrestling so you don't see that they're not really hitting each other. Yeah. Again, Bobby is flipping in his fucking shit pants right now with talking yeah. about wrestling, and he's not Bobby's there. in his full leotard just getting super fired up <laughs> so yeah that's the same thing i thought i was like why would you do that you should probably just create an environment that works but i guess it's more fun to just spend more money in the movie and have them go to all these different places uh, yeah but you know what maybe oh shit you know what daniel i was just thinking they were thinking that if this movie was big they would make a video game and these are the street fighter levels oh you're fighting in a bar you're fighting in a fucking melt a smelting plant Dude. You're fighting at the docks. You're fighting in this place. You have Rip's baby blue suit, but then you also have his second costume, which is that Ermac. In the downloadable content. Yeah, yeah. that Ermac. Uh, flamboyant Ermac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's downloadable. You have to pay for it. <laughs> so we are introduced uh, to some of the fighters. Uh, we got Brock Jizzler. I mean, uh, Chis Chisler. Oh, I thought you said Jizzler. I, I know. I, I had that in my notes. <laughs> I think I put it as a joke to myself, but I accidentally just said it. I'm like, is that supposed to be Brock Lesnar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, sorry, Bobby, because I know I'm like, this is 1980 wrestling versus 1990 wrestlers together. That's just yeah. making us flip the shit out. <laughs> then we got uh, Bulldog McPherson, and then we run into a guy named Klondike, uh, who is just spraying spray all over himself i don't know if it's hairspray bug spray i think it's butter but oh it's probably the butter it's the margarine yeah he's got to glisten you know you want to be slippery in the wrestling ring right bobby you just got to be it pays yeah you got to keep it juicy in the ring and uh they they <laughs> they uh hmm. they run into that bar dude again because we're following fuller and his two exec one and exec two they run into that to uh what's his name again and he's like hey it's the teeny wanger guys and uh, you know, that happens. And now we have Fuller, who's acting as the host of the show. 
how like a, a Turner level guy mm-hmm. is now being the host of his little wrestling show. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why don't you just hire an announcer? But eventually someone from up top in the actual making of the movie said, yeah, we need to hire an announcer. And we do see him come in later. But for right now. Oh, the guy the guy who walks around the ring doing the announcing? Yeah, like the guy who introduces everyone. I was like, why is Fuller doing it? But I guess because this is like a pilot I guess. Yeah, he wants to save money and he's an egomaniac, so he thinks that nobody can do it better than he yep. does. Yep, so uh, Fuller uh, brings them all in, and apparently one of the wrestlers has access to a loading dock, and guess who it is? It is Debo from Friday, because there's a battle, there's a fight going on, and they're they're having a good time, but then all of a sudden it's interrupted when this giant, the, the, the loading dock pumps, comes down, and we see Debo coming through, and he actually his i guess his name his name is zeus in the movie well we don't find that out yet not yet right now we don't know who he is we don't know who he is but broke down a gigantic fucking steel door with his foot a girl walks up to him to i guess ask him if he wants a drink but he grabs her by the face this is his signature move he grabs people by the neck or face he lifts them off the ground and then he throws them and that's what he does to an innocent (laughs) (laughs) it's called the smush (laughs) <laughs> I give you the smush. He does that Jewish grandmother thing on your face. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> he tosses, he tosses her off the dock into the freaking table, and so yeah, she land, looks like she lands into a fucking water barrel. Yeah, or something he, like that. He threw her into a goddamn Donkey Kong barrel, <laughs> just like boom, bitch. <laughs> uh, which is like really hardcore. I was like, all right, bro. Like, damn, I get it. You want to make a you know an impression on everybody, but don't don't hurt the server. But he walks through. He's got permanent marker eyebrows that kind of look like those birds you drew in second grade. No, he has a unibrow, <laughs> but over his right eye, half of it's shaved off. And I'm thinking, is it supposed to look like a Z? Oh, I think you're right. Maybe it's supposed to be a Z eyebrow. Because he also has on one side of his shaved head, he has a, a hair pattern Z. Yeah, he's got a little hair patch, and it's just a Z. Maybe it is supposed to be a Z. I thought it was. It just looked like a bird, or because um, why? Why go with the unibrow and then cut half of it off over one of the eyes? I don't know. It's very distracting. And then he makes the ass eyes, and I know that's not. That's not how. <sighs> is he making the ass eyes on purpose? Because he doesn't always look like that. I think he might be exaggerating it, but Jesus Christ, man. He's looking at the inside of the back of his fucking head. <laughs> he's looking if his shoe is tied, and he's also looking at the clock, like, way at, at the wall. He's, he's literally got one eye in the back of his head. <laughs> it's just, he's very distracting. I can't pay attention to nothing when he's on screen, because I'm just looking at his eyebrows and his eyes. And he's so gigantic, oh, too. God. And he's just like... I can't laugh. I can't laugh. I can't even crack a smile. It would be difficult. Yeah, if I saw him in person and there was somebody that looked look like him, I would just be... I would just walk away. Like, I don't want to laugh. I don't want to get hurt. So he walks through. Fuller sort of looks like uh, he's about to come in his pants right now. And um, he sees him. And he's like, let him fight. So Debo walks into the ring and goes full rapid, like, just hardcore rage in the ring. Yeah, he beats up two of the guys because two. I think two of the guys are already fighting. Bubba and some other guys are already fighting, and then he just jumps into the ring and starts beating the shit out of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually it's two guys. It's two of the guys that we were introduced. Then Bubba comes in because Bubba gets pissed off and is like, "Screw this!" So he starts fighting and he destroys Bubba. He even like he smokes him, yeah. literally smokes him. And he rips his hair out of his head, 
and he mm-hmm. just holds it up. And by the way, um, this character has not said a word yet. Like all he's done is go like, like that. <laughs> he's just he only speaks Hulk. Yes, he only speaks in Hulk. Ironically, uh, and turns out uh, that uh, that you know we we see Charlie and uh, Hogan Hogan's tra- trainer. And we see some some other dude. I guess they're sitting at a couch or something, and they're they're watching it on the TV, right? Is that what is that what happens? I believe next. I think they're like watching. Uh, it. Yeah, they're sitting. It looks like they're sitting in Rip's big, beautiful palatial house, watching it on a thirteen-inch TV. And Hogan's trainer Charlie knew this guy from back in the day. Apparently, he tried to train him, but he couldn't control him. Yeah, he was too out of control. So he had to let him. And go. then he he did something, and he ended up going to jail. And he must have just gotten out of jail now. Yeah, so he's he's a bad he's a bad dude. And so then Fuller goes after you know after Debo beats everyone up. Fuller goes to the center of the ring to announce the winner, but he doesn't know what Debo's name actually is. So Debo grabs the mic from him, and he utters, Zeus. And there you go. We have our There's name. There's his name. Zeus stares at the camera, breathing really hard, as we've been hearing the whole freaking movie. And uh, he sort of just looks like he finally found some satisfaction after being in prison for so long. And Hogan is staring into the into the monitor or the or his TV, and he's also kind of breathing hard. And and all right, isn't this Rocky Three? This is very Rocky Three. This is Rocky Three with Mr. T being interviewed on TV. And Rocky looking at him knowing that at some point down the line these two are going to have to meet up and fight. Yep, we all know it. And uh, it's going to happen eventually. Unfortunately, this movie takes way too long for us to get there. But Oh, Jesus Christ. For a movie about wrestling, there was put some wrestling in this movie? There's really not enough fighting. We're an hour into this episode, and I feel like not a lot has happened. <laughs> No, it's mostly just seeing him walk around in his fucking underwear. <laughs> so we cut back to corporate headquarters and Fuller's executives are reading the front page which says, Ex-Con Zeus, Thriller or Killer? <laughs> yeah. And apparently... That's um, a New York Post headline. <laughs> apparently, they were, <laughs> apparently they were number one in their time slot. And uh, so it looks like Zeus kicks a mass. And we have the... I think it's the... Somebody, I don't know if it's a mustache guy, but he says, Telegrams came into the PR department. A lady's son had nightmares from the show, and she vows to launch a coalition against the show. But Fuller doesn't give a shit. He's like, hey, man, any news is good Just news. more people are going to yeah. watch. That's And he's 100% right. Yeah. Shit like that always Jerry works. Jerry Springer style, man. Like, headlines are headlines, baby. So now we have an actual announcer, and they've decided to have the fight in an industrial arena, which is just basically a steel factory, like <laughs> Tim was saying. Yep, and now this time, weapons are allowed. Apparently. I guess there really aren't any rules. If you want to bring a weapon, bring a weapon. Because Zeus doesn't bring anything. But we have this Pittsburgh steel worker who has a giant socket wrench as a weapon. <laughs> Yo, this socket wrench is like five fucking feet long. And I'm like, that's a little unwieldy. It is. I don't even know like how you you would have to be incredibly strong, but it's still kind of a burden to use it as a weapon. I think you'd be better off using uh, just from momentum. Yeah. If you swung it, if you don't hit anything, you're spinning around three times before you could stop yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a good idea, man. This is a bad strategy. Just you know, you do just like act all tough and then just like drop it on the guy's foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 
so Zeus starts beating this dude's ass, obviously. We see Fuller watching the monitors, basking in his ratings glory. He's with Exec 1 and Exec 2, and Exec 2 gives him an idea. Fuller decides he's going to lead Zeus in some way. We find out a little bit what he means by this because they're talking about Exec 2's new video camera. And he decides that he's going to kind of brainwash Zeus into hating Rip. We'll figure that out later, but that's where this part came in. Because at first I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Because he never actually says what he's thinking. But then I guess we kind of figure it out later. And so now we're back to the fight, and Zeus is just messing this dude up. He brings this dude down to his knees. He looks like he's about to make him blow in, but he doesn't. He just gives him a double punch on the side of his head, and he knocks the guys <laughs> He knocks him out. You know, I'm sorry, but that's so much a part of wrestling. It looks like the guy's going to blow him. There's a Yeah, you could take photos through every match, and there's always a moment where, ooh, so close. So close. <laughs> And just do it hulk the the ref tries to announce him as the winner but zeus tries to just <laughs> deck him in the face uh zeus doesn't know how to turn it off you know what i mean there's not an no. off switch uh, he's on 24 hours a day yes he yells for about another seven to nine seconds and then we move on to hogan's house uh, hogan is meeting with samantha in a limo it's the day now she meets this uh, useless character, Randy, who's his younger brother, who a uh, younger brother who's about twenty-eight years old. <laughs> but they ch- and also, if you're Hulk Hogan, wouldn't you be a little weary about getting in limousines after this? Like, all right, it's got to be my driver. I know. I would be like, uh, I don't know if I trust your limo now. I got trapped in one and had to explode out of it like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm not afraid. Fuck it. I can uh, did it once. I can do it again. <laughs> I'll make that guy shit his pants too. Actually, Daniel, can we take like a two-minute break? Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. So now we're at the, we're in the limo. Then we're in a private jet. I'm guessing this is so, this is that press tour that we heard about that Samantha was talking about earlier. She's mentioning autograph sessions and fan club meetings, and then he's like. Hey, uh, before we do anything, can we uh, take a little stop to a restaurant? I know a really good one nearby. And, of course, it's kind of like a country diner or something like that. Yeah, and he knows, uh, what's her name, Mabel? Yeah. Something like that, who works at the restaurant. So he's a customer there for a long time. So, again, every restaurant, no matter high class, regular food, everybody knows Rip. Yeah, you know, he's the he's the everyman. He's the every rich man, you know. <laughs> if you're rich, you like him. If you're poor, you like him. <laughs> and this, let me tell you, this server really likes, really likes Rip. Excuse me. Oh, she's ready to throw it down. Oh yeah, she's like, hey, hey. She's got the bacon and she's gonna fry it up in the pan. And it's really funny because uh, all of a sudden. These dudes come in. <laughs> Pulp Fiction style. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say Pulp Fiction style. <laughs> get on the ground, you motherfuckers. He's like, God damn it, get all your money out. And, and it's so funny because Hogan tries to give Samantha, like, um, when I move, hit the floor. But he... And then he immediately moves. <laughs> it's not even... 
<laughs> it's just like, get down. <laughs> That's all he has to say. But no, as soon as I move, you got to get on the ground. Bang, he yeah, moves. He didn't give her any time to think. She had to just flop on the floor as soon as she could. And, uh... <laughs> and she's not getting on the floor because she's got this nice little fucking pink fucking checkerboard fucking 1980s fucking dress on. <laughs> and, uh... He pulls a stool out from the bar, and he risks getting everyone shot because he decides he's going to throw this at the robber's face. <laughs> yeah. He get he's able to connect. Then he starts throwing pies at the other guy. All right, this is so irresponsible. It is incredibly irresponsible, and also the fact that so it's two guys, there's two robbers, and he is destroying the restaurant probably is that is going to cost more to, to repair. cause more damage exactly it's that's ripping a stool out even though it didn't leave any fucking holes in the ground so i guess the stool was just balancing there mm-hmm. so if you're sitting down on that stool you better have good fucking balance otherwise you're gonna land on your ass because he didn't pull out any fucking things in the wall in the floor <laughs> And then he starts throwing a fucking food fight with the guy who has a gun who still hasn't dropped the gun. Yeah, guy. And the guy's not doing anything. He's just trying to protect himself from pie. Little did little did Hulk Hogan know that this guy has a pie allergy. And uh, he is allergic to grab oh, he's allergic to grab yeah. cracker crust. <laughs> it's peanut butter pie. It's peanut butter pie. Because <laughs> he's holding onto the gun when he ain't doing shit. And then is that a thing? Peanut butter pie? I don't know, but we might need to make it some. <laughs> I remember one time I went to Atlantic City, and the big thing... Oh, was Atlantic City? One time I went on a road trip, and the big thing was Shoe Fly Pie. Ooh, what a name. Shoe Fly Pie. What is, uh, what is in that? It's a local delicacy. I don't know, but I just, as a kid, I just always imagined it was a fucking fly that flew out of somebody's shoe and got stuck in a pie. <laughs> Well, that is hardly, you know, that seems hardly edible. But In some other state, it could have been called something else. But I think in New Jersey, it was called shoe You know what? I'm going to look it up. I need to find this out now. I think everybody is probably going to look this up anyway. So I wonder if Eddie has ever made a shoe fly pie because yeah. he's a foodie. So Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm not even spelled. Oh, it's because it's, it's spelled S-H-O-O-F-L-Y, shoe fly. Ah, see? When you're a kid, that nuance is lost Shoe on fly pie is a molasses crumb cake baked in a pie crust. Okay. Ugh. So it has that molasses Ugh. flavor. Oosh. That Ugh. is... That's why they got the fucking flies. That is an acquired taste. Yeah, they leave it for the flies. That's the shoe fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you catch the flies. And some stupid idiot in New Jersey started eating it. Went, hey, we could sell hey, this. This is actually pretty Look, good. Look, this one's got raisins on it. <laughs> got a little crunch to it doesn't it pretty good <laughs> oh my god the food that buzzes when you chew oh man so anyway so uh <laughs> while hogan is throwing all the pies at this guy's face he runs up to him he starts fighting him he grabs a hold of the the hand that has the gun and he starts bringing the gun to the yeah he points at the motherfucker's yeah, head i'm like oh my god are we gonna see some dude blow his own brains out because that is fucking crazy <laughs> kids moving Kids, kids movie. movie but nope hogan punches him a few times the guy still has the gun in his hand he throws him down the cafe bar and the dude just gets up on the other side of the bar hogan decks him into the shelving knocks off a bunch of shelving destroys all of that and yeah. then i think the throws him down the counter knocks everybody's food and plates all over the them. second robber comes up he throws him over the restaurant bar as well and then everyone just starts clapping for this asshole who wrecked their their favorite restaurant. 
And meanwhile, Joan, uh, Samantha, 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 and more. And more. <laughs> That's a deep cut. It is. She's just giving him the fuck eyes. This is this is what did it. Yeah. This is what's making her like. This is the guy I'm gonna sleep She's with. She's like, I wanna, f- I wanna have sex with a superhero man. He throws pies, and it makes me. Wet. I will, <laughs> I will say, yeah, wet ass pie. <laughs> he had a fantastic throw though like this guy was incredibly Daniel. accurate with pie throwing then wet ass pie <laughs> come on is that you think that's gonna be uh, weird al's next song <laughs> that might be weird al's next takeoff yes instead of having <laughs> he, wouldn't have, he would never do that but i wish he would because he's like super clean but man i would pay him millions to do it that'd be so funny uh, I'm gonna at him. Dude, I know you. You probably would. <laughs> he just has a giant fake ass that he's shaking. I'm like, hey, you want to do my Corona? You can you do can this. Wet ass pie. So now we have Hogan and Samantha's first argument. Oh, they're having conflict now because apparently they only reserved one hotel room and there's only one bed in the room. And Hogan, my God, is wearing orange sherbet shorts and a muscle T-shirt. <sighs> See, I don't know. Maybe my TV color is a little bit off because I had this more like kind of like a pinkish, like okay, yeah, I dyed pink style. Maybe thing. my my it might be my TV because I keep myself kind of darker, so maybe it is more of like a pink color. But either way, it's not a good like look. You think, okay, think the seventies uh, NBA basketball shorts and lift them up another like four inches. What NBA shorts from like the fifties? Oh yeah, right? from the fifties. Yeah, where the socks almost come up and cover your balls because the shorts don't. <laughs> and uh, we're going to learn a little something that there's still more happening under those shorts, and we will find that out soon. So now, <laughs> so now Samantha is brushing her teeth in the in the in the hotel room bathroom, and she's oh, brushing yeah. her teeth. I'm sorry, Daniel, but again, oh. I don't want to interrupt no, you. But ahead. here's the part that drove me crazy. Um, as far as she knew, she was getting her own separate room, right? Apparently. Okay. Uh, women who listen to the show, I mean, Daniel's girlfriend, <laughs> if you were going on a trip by yourself and you weren't expecting anything to happen, is this how you would be dressing in the hotel room by yourself? Because she's wearing a bra. Mm-hmm. Like a lingerie-style bra, and I guess what back then was sexy underwear, but to me, I look at it now, it's like it kind of looks like grandma underwear, because the underwear come down way past her ass cheeks, and then there's after that, there's still another inch of lace. Yeah, I think they're they're like sleepy shorts, is what they would call them. I don't think they're they're worn as often as they used to back then, but it does have a lingerie look because it's that sort of shimmery... Song. Yeah, it's silky, it was satiny, it was shiny. Mm-hmm. And this whole this whole thing happens because at first I thought, oh, she's like going to come on to Hogan because he decides he's going to get his tape that I guess he uses for his wrestling and he tapes he <laughs> he's doing yeah, he's doing an I love Lucy, I had a fight with Ricky. We're going to put a tape down the middle of the room and you stay on your side. Yeah, and he does all that. He starts putting mouthwash in his mouth. But she's still in the fucking bathroom. And so he's like, oh, God, what am I going to do with this mouthwash? We get a solid shot of Hogan's butthole because he bends over (laughs) to find something to spit in. 
and then she comes out toward the she comes out of the bathroom and she gets a good a good look at his butt and then she goes <clears throat> and he ends up swallowing it and that's when we see her in that lingerie or it's not lingerie i guess but it's a goddamn bra it looks like lingerie yeah, i'm like what the hell i asked my wife do you ever sleep in your bra and she's like unless she's passed out drunk she's not going to be sleeping in her bra it's not even like a sports bra where it's like maybe kind of comfortable No, it's like a lacy white bra so obviously there were some guys in the writer's room that were like of course yes that's why they put it but i'm just thinking as a woman if she's not expecting anything and she thinks she's going to be sleeping by herself she's probably wearing a pair of maybe comfortable underwear and a t-shirt instead of something i know i know guys it's vince mcmahon writing the movie I know guys get in trouble for mixed signals, but come on, give us a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's making sure he's not going to give her any mixed signals. Oh, yeah, signals. no, yeah. He's definitely not trying to get her hot and heavy because now they go to the bed and they're on, e- on each side of the, of, the, of the sheet and all this. Yeah, he has a sheet suspended in the middle yep, of the bed. Suspended in the middle of the bed so that she can't see anything. It's it, The scene cuts, but then it opens back up and it's just a little bit later at night and she's shaking and you just hear and she's shaking the bed is the whole bed is shaking. that bed is rocking rhythm yeah there's a rhythm to it so i you know you're kind of like well anything could be happening on the other side of that sheet like who knows what hogan is doing is he making another video he's jerking off that's what it's supposed to be if you were sleeping if you had to share a hotel room with one of your friends because of whatever reason and you put a sheet on the thing and you heard that sound and the bed was shaking like that what the hell are you supposed to think but it's like think? he's jerking off but also like riding a dildo because like it is so <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> he's a big he guy he's a big guy but man she is just straight up shaking and it turns out that it's actually hogan getting a little workout in for some fucking maybe it helps him go to sleep to feel strong and there's another ass oh. shot because that camera and he's got his now he has his panties off and he has his shorter panties off. yeah he takes off his little <laughs> tiny 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 shorts just because apparently it's not aerodynamic enough for him he needs to take those nope. off and wear his little man panties look you're working up a sweat you don't want to get all your underwear wet so put on a smaller pair of underwear so there's not too much sweat guys if the hogan video didn't get you going enough you might want to turn tune into this part of the movie uh and finish yourself off because uh it's intense y'all uh, I think Daniel will put the time code in I'll, at the I'll, end of this episode. I'll send the time code on Twitter. Y'all just have a good time. You see his heels on the bed. He's just like, <sighs> he's like doing lifting weights. And he, she looks under the, the sheet, I believe. And she's like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, why is she looking? I know, right? Like, what the hell? If anything, she should be standing up, going to the other side of the room. What the hell are you doing? But no, she peeks. Because she doesn't even want him to know that she's looking. Yeah, she. Yeah, exactly. He sees her, and so she. She's a freak. So she, <laughs> she goes back to bed. He's finally done after this. He decides to do a goddamn signature leg drop to get into the fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. One time I actually did this, and it was there was a woman in the bed. And it's a long, long, long story, but I went on vacation with a bunch of people. We all had to share the same hotel room. 
and this chick was kind of into me and I really wanted nothing at all to do with her and it was my turn how everybody was breaking up with sharing the beds and I stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning because I'm like I know she's waking I know she's not going to sleep I know she's waiting yeah. and I jumped in that fucking bed and I literally almost popped her out of that fucking bed and the next day all she did was bitch and moan to her friends about how I didn't try anything and I almost knocked her out of the bed <laughs> It was not a good vacation. You should have started doing push-ups, man, just to throw her off. <laughs> just to really throw her off. Because he does this damn leg drop. The bed breaks. She rolls through the through the sheet onto him. And she's right on top of him, brawl and all. She tries to deck him in the face because she thinks he did this on purpose. Like he's some kind of mastermind pervert that knew he could break the bed. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's a Rube Goldberg way of getting the <laughs> woman to sleep with you. <laughs> He blocks her punch because she straight up tries to knock him. And uh, she says, he's like, relax, the bed broke. <laughs> he's like, don't get all angry. But he's insulted by her thinking that he's trying to get a one-up on her and trying to you know, get her in bed. So he gets up all angry. He rips the sheet off from the wall that he has hanging on the ceiling. He throws it at her and says, you don't need this. You build bigger walls than I ever could. <laughs> oh. Oscar moment. Oscar moment. He puts on his bigger panties over his tiny panties, and he heads out. And where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? He's going to go sleep on the couch in the lobby. (laughs) Because it has a better sense of humor, and I'm thinking... Is the lobby people going to let you sleep on the fucking couch and those Could you underwear? imagine a giant... Guests are going to be checking in and that's what you're going to fucking see laying in the fucking hotel lobby? Can you imagine a giant, giant sun-tanned man with no shirt and tiny shorts sleeping in your lobby? Hot pink shorts. Oh my god, I would be so like, what the hell is going on here? Why is this guy like... We're going to a different holiday. Boy, the yet. hobos are weird in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now we're back with Fuller. Turns out that Samantha is actually working for Fuller. He was... Dumb, dumb, dumb. she was hired to uh, seduce him, apparently, but she didn't do a very good job of it. I mean... Yeah, because she's saying that he's a real nice guy. You don't understand. He's a nice guy. Yeah, and he's like, I've done more for your agency than you've ever had, and he's apparently given him a lot of money. But she feels bad, yeah. So he ends up backhanding her across the face like a real son of a bitch. And he puts both hands on the door as she, like, tries to crawl away. And he puts his hands on the door and he looks back at his uh, cuck-ass Executive 1 and Executive 2 pals. And he's like, oh, shit. What's going on, man? She goes back to Hogan's place and confesses her sins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he takes his sunglasses off and he sees she's got the black and blue mark. And that's him Oh, yeah. He he forgives her right away because he wants that pupa. You know, he wants to get to that pu. And he he <laughs> he makes like a bad joke too, and they start to laugh. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about I don't know if you ever seen the uh, the original Sin City. Oh, the scene with Mickey Rock where the girls are crying because her arm got cut off and she had to That's eat it. That's right. And she's crying and she's crying and then she stops and he goes, "Dames, sometimes they just need a good cry and then everything's okay again." <laughs> I'm thinking, that's exactly what she just did. She's crying. Her boss, whoever's holding her fucking hostage, her job with, you better sleep with this guy or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And now she's laughing because everything's Yeah, she's laughing. You know, Hogan has his little, now he has the same white little penny shorts, except now they're white. They're all white. 
and uh, he drags her onto this couch and they start making out and they're laughing but the TV's super loud he tries turning it down but they realize that it's an interview with Zeus on the TV I think he turns the TV on oh does he turn it oh he wants to I think he turns. He doesn't want on. Randy. To hear. I think he likes to have the TV on while he bangs. Yeah, he doesn't want Randy to hear all the noise because he caught Randy that one time on the side of the room, you know, getting off to it. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, oh rip! He's like doing the fucking white pride sign. <laughs> white power. <laughs> she has dark hair. She's supposed to have blonde. He's like, but it's okay. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Pull out. It's all right. Pull Just pull out, rip. Tag me in. <laughs> Don't rip inside yeah. of him. <laughs> Let her rip. Oh man! And so we, he hears uh, Zeus's voice. He looks. He looks at the TV. Gets distracted, and he's looking at that ass-eyed son of a bitch. And Zeus says, "Rip, I know you are out there, and I'm waiting for again, you." Again, Rocky yeah, Three. Total. Yep. Oh, no. Break to Febreze commercial because Tubi. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is a total Rocky Three mo- moment. We are now at some uh, Little League wrestling competition. This is probably the silliest oh. scene in the whole. This scene did not need not to be there. It's there because it costs so much for the helicopter. Uh, this was a tax write up. And I'll tell you that I like the helicopter because the helicopter is black and it's got the prism, the rainbow thing on it. It looks like Dark Side of the Moon, which is always okay with me. But yeah, I don't understand the point of the scene. And it was, you know what it was? It was probably like all the movies, people's kids. Yeah. And it's like we're going to get them a free two day vacation and we can write it off on our taxes for the movie. Yeah. But he's wearing the fucking tightest pair of white shorts. And man, you can see the fucking head of his dick. <laughs> and there's kids around. Yeah. And these kids are dick level. Yeah, because they're it's like a little it's like a little league, right? And all the kids are wrestling. Yes, it's a little league all looking at his fucking dick. <laughs> he's like it's really funny because yeah, he he's he's very inappropriately dressed and he's trying to be this is like one of those things where he he's like I, I want to really relate to the to the parents out there, let them know that I'm backing up the kids. So he's like He's, it's funny trying to hear Hogan be quiet, like be inspirational and quiet and not loud and angry because he's like, oh, come on, guys, you can do it. That's a way to compete. <laughs> and he's like, you're both yeah. winners. <laughs> a bunch of horseshit. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. And he lifts both the kids up. Of course, the, the writers made sure that it was one white kid and one black kid just so that way he looked like he wasn't racist. He lifts them up. Later on, Hulk Hogan washes arms. <laughs> he's like, just wash, wash the right arm. And then uh, the all of a sudden the kids notice a goddamn helicopter coming down, and you're right, that helicopter is dope as hell. It's like it's it's a prism from Dark Side of the Moon. So dope. It comes down, and it's so funny because all the debris from like the 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 sand and 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 the field is going into the kids' faces, and they're like, I can't see. <laughs> Thank God, I don't have to look at his dick anymore. <laughs> Keep your eyes open, little Jimmy. Keep your eyes open. Let the sand wash them clean. Bask in the light <laughs> of his dick, of his dick print. So then Zeus walks off of the of the helicopter, and he's of course you know breathing all hard. He walks straight up to Hogan, and this is like supposed to be I guess him like, hey, you down to fight? And Hogan's just staring at him, and he's not doing anything. Yeah, I have to ask Bobby if this is how championships are won and lost in wrestling. I guess so, because, yeah, it's weird. I guess because Hogan doesn't initiate or say anything, 
then Fuller is there, and he's like, "All right, that's it. Hogan, back off." He, he surrenders. surrenders. He gives up. He is the you know Zeus remains the undefeated champion of the world. They jump, and it's this is what is so. Oh my God! It irks me that they just they they come off on down on this helicopter. They walk up to Hulk Hogan. They're there for about. 30 seconds max they walk back to the chopper and they just take off that's end of scene yeah and one of the lackeys i forget which one the one who i think was in um quiz show whichever lackey oh, yeah, that yeah. one is the shorter one and he has a briefcase with them I'm like why yeah. what are you doing with that briefcase bro what's in there there's no papers to be signed or anything like that. The championship was just surrendered right there in front of all these By kids. By the way, as they take off, maybe one of the most beautiful mustachioed scenes I've seen so far uh, since I've been doing this podcast. The, the helicopter's taking off. Hogan is looking up at the helicopter in this stoic kind of, I don't know, s- stressed out face. But the wind is just sort of moving his, his mustache a little bit, just kind of waving it in there. It's, it's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. It's the wind machine from White Fire. White Fire. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, if it could blow up her dress, it could blow his mustache. And, it, <laughs> and if you didn't think that scene was useless, we get another useless scene after this where we see uh, his coach, Charles, his trainer, Charles, talk to Hogan. And he basically says, oh, I think you made a good decision not trying to fight him. I'm proud of you. And that's it. So then we're, <laughs> we're off to a parking garage and Samantha's getting out of her car. She gets to a security pad or something and a dude sneaks up on her, right? Yeah, in the kids' movie. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, Mr. Brell says it's party time. <laughs> and he grabs her, throws her against a car. This is a kids' movie. He throws yep. her against a car. This is a woman that weighs like 110 pounds. He throws her in a car, throws her on the ground. He jumps on top of her. He, he like, like, it basically looks like a death wish scene. Like, like you're waiting for Charles Bronson to come out into the parking garage. And go, I'm death. Death. And you're just waiting for him to come through. But no, it's not Charles Bronson that comes through. It is Hulk Hogan on a motorcycle. Yes! He's on a motorcycle, and I am getting pumped. Because at this point, I think something good is coming up. He's on a motorcycle. <laughs> we finally got to the scene. You know, we've been waiting for about an hour and some change. Because this is... This is a 90-minute movie, y'all, and I don't know why. Oh, this is 90 minutes like The Man, the man from Harlem oh is 90 Oh, my God. Minutes. Watch The Man from Harlem, just so that way y'all can feel my pain. Not to be confused with Hulk Hogan at any point in his life or career, or he'll sue oh, exactly. you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not only that, Daniel, but when he comes to her rescue, because he's riding on the motorcycle, and the other guy takes off... And you get a shot of her, uh, Samantha, and her face is filthy, and she really looks traumatized in her face. I'm like, that's like some good acting that she's doing, and they really made her face look like he roped her face in the fucking ground. Yeah, or he. And it's a kids' movie. Yeah. And her shirt, and her, you can almost see her bra with how much her shirt is ripped open too. In a she kids' looks, movie, like traumatizes, like immediately traumatized, and he he just kind of rides up on on you know near her with his motorcycle. He's like, "You okay?" And she's like, uh, uh. "He's like, all right, I'll be right back." <laughs> so he heads out because he wants. To- she's doing a nail. <laughs> all right, I'll be right back. <laughs> so he heads out to get this guy, and he starts chasing him in his motorcycle. And he turns basically Hogan turns into Freddy Krueger here because he has a bunch of one-liners. He's like, "Need a lift." <laughs> 
he, he lifts the guy on his motorcycle and the guy is screaming and he says something like party with you and me in a tree or something <laughs> a tree's okay something with something like that he thro- he dumps the dude in the woods he kills him he kills- <laughs> he's on the motorcycle all right the guy is straddled on the front of the motorcycle fender okay so the only thing between his dick and balls is a thin piece of metal and that yeah. wheel and then Hulk Hogan drives into the woods and then just stops short and the guy goes flying face first into a tree. Hardcore. He's dead. Our hero murdered a rapist in this kid's movie. Death Wish. Hogan style. Death Wish. Seven and a half years. <laughs> so, so yeah, he kills the guy. He drives, he drives back to Samantha. And the whole time he's like laughing maniacally. He's like, ha 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 ha. Like he's just like losing his shit. Like he's enjoying it too much. It's really weird. He's seen Death Wish, and this is his uh, first chance to actually do something I like guess the movie. So he gets a. You know Hulk Hogan. Rip is a fan of Charles Bronson. He has right? to be. You know, there's similar attributes. There's similar missions in life between those two guys. And he goes up to Samantha and she's traumatized, like Tim was saying, and she's crying and she looks all distraught. And he says, he says a line that I guess was supposed to be sentimental, but it sounds more like he also is like, like he might be abusive because he's like, I hate it. Get me a beer. (laughs) He says, says, uh, I hate it when you're hurt. Or scared. And the whole time he's like rubbing her yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. Stop feeling your feelings. They aggravate like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like when you make me feel like you're feeling You smile and you grab my wiener. And so, <laughs> so now that after that scene, we are at another tough guy's match apparently. It looks like Hogan's little brother and, and his he has like another little white guy friend. I don't know who that dude is. Uh, you know... The, the whole thing with his brother and this other guy, these characters just pop up. Yeah, they up. don't. I've never seen his friend before. I don't think you ever see him again. And at the end, the brother has somebody with him that we've never seen in this movie <laughs> yeah. before either. Yeah, he has like. Who's willing to stay with a permanently crippled guy. Yeah, all of a sudden he has like a girlfriend, or maybe she's just a nurse that doesn't. She's a candy striper, and they I, fell in love because they both share the dream of one day white. I power. guess so, man. Because it is weird when that does when he when this does happen. But this is the this is the scene. We're at this fight. Zeus is fighting some giant dude, who I think is called Rebar. He whoops his ass again. There's too many fights with Zeus beating up guys because they're so boring. Yeah, because this guy has a gigantic. Uh, yeah, he has crowbar. a crowbar. And he beats his ass easily. Everyone's booing because no one likes Zeus because it's like it's too easy for him. He's like just destroying everybody. He's the heel. Then he starts attacking everybody after he wins. And the two, uh, Randy and his buddy, start running. But they run into Fuller. And they see that... um, they see that they're wearing ripped t-shirts and he's like oh yeah it's good <laughs> and his dickhead friend sells yeah, them out because he sees that he's like oh uh, we've converted some rip fans into zeus fans and they're like we're not he's not yeah. a fan this is rip's brother you know the guy that you would probably love to get your hands on before a big fight <laughs> you know that guy you absolutely hate we got his brother so then fuller just decides to kidnap these young 25 year old men and he takes him over to Zeus. And it's funny because Fuller says, guess who this is? And Zeus says, I don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard for my brain. <laughs> so Zeus says something about killing 
uh, Hogan, and Randy gets pissed off, and he decides to start punching Zeus. He says, you smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, nobody likes yep. you. And uh, Zeus just beats the living shit out of Randy to the point where, apparently, Randy became fucking paralyzed, which I... Yeah, I don't... This beating does not justify the paralyzation. He got, like, knocked down and then kicked in the stomach. He didn't even kick him in the back. He kicked him in the stomach. Yeah, it didn't really seem that hardcore. And Zeus, by the way, is, again, seeming like he was getting really off to this. Like, he is... Y'all need to listen to this. He is... I might play it here. So that's the sound of Zeus wow. getting off to it. So then we are with Hogan. I'm make a loop of that and isolate it. <laughs> so now we see Hogan. He seems to be at Zeus's gym. I don't know how he knew where Zeus trains, but he ends up in there. Okay, yeah, all right. I got a question yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah. He goes in and he's ripping up the place, right? And he's ripping it up. Fuller and the guys are sitting in their office watching this on closed circuit TV. How long were they sitting there watching a blank TV screen until Hulk Hogan showed up and started ripping shit up? <laughs> These guys make a lot of money. They have a lot of time on their hands, I guess. They're just sitting there drinking champagne and smoking $500 Cuban Yeah, just cigars. waiting. They probably have a ton of like other lesser people watching out for Hogan, like seeing where he's going, scoping out the house. That's the only thing I could think of because it is very convenient that they happen to be in their executive suite and they're watching Hogan come into Zeus's gym and they're having a great good time. We find out that that idea that Fuller had when they saw the one exec with the video camera was to shoot video of himself saying how much um, Rip hates Zeus and how Rip thinks he could destroy Zeus. He's basically trying to like, you know, Drago brainwash him like in Rocky Four. This is what I said before. Yeah, he says you smell. <laughs> oh, is that what you were saying? <laughs> you know, okay, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's super stupid, man. And you can never be champion because you stink. You just smell. Your taint is stinky. And Hogan just starts just destroying shit he goes into one room and there is the most high-tech detailed hologram of zeus because it's not him man i was like for a second i was like man if fucking the people who represent tupac had this wow <laughs> he looked like he was really it is funny because he's just frozen like Ugh. and hogan throws and breaks all the windows he started messing stuff up he hears them laughing like he can hear their audio in in the executive suite so he grabs a weight bar and he throws it straight at the camera and busts the lens and the guys get scared on the other side like as because i guess it was in 3d I guess so or they're just soft as hell i don't know they don't know how tv works now we're with hogan and his little brother randy and uh, he says, I know you stood up to Zeus because Randy's in the hospital. He's all messed up. He's not moving. He looks like he's maybe been like in a coma state. And uh, he's like, I, I'm damn proud of you for standing up to Zeus. Now it's my turn. And he looks at Randy and Randy's eyes start to open. And right at this time, they both just crush their eyeballs with onions as they cry their fucking eyes out like they're at a funeral. Yeah. How did Hulk Hogan cry? I don't know, but he cries hard, dude, like a puppy died. 
he really, really does. And I'm watching this. I've seen it like twice. And I'm like, holy shit, he's really got tears coming I'm out like, of his is, eyes. Is this, I, at first, I was like, is this guy really his brother? Because <laughs> I was like, damn, he got really emotional. I think what it could have been is, uh, sorry, there's there's no more coke on the he's set. Like, oh, man, shit. They're like, action, action, action. <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of pork. Out of pork. We don't have any more roids, man. We're sorry. So yeah, so they're crying their eyes out, and now we are at some press conference in the middle of a wrestling ring, and Fuller is announcing the fight between Hogan and Zeus. As it's announced, we see uh, Zeus punching cinder blocks, and once again, this has a Rocky Three and a Rocky Four feeling because we're watching Zeus training. Yeah, this is Rocky Four, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them is training, and the other one is helping his brother. Yeah, that's what's really funny. So you know, in Rocky Four, when you see we see Drago training in his high tech gym, and then you see Rocky training in this like super blue collar way of working out, where he's like lifting logs and shit. This is. You see Zeus training in his gym, and then you see you see uh, you see Hogan helping his little brother Randy, who's paralyzed, walk, learn to walk. Like that is basically. He wants to help that white guy get his power. Yes. <laughs> He's like, together we could do this. No Aryan Brotherhood can't walk. We need to get you going. So he's helping him. He's helping him through physical therapy. Fuller has this recording of himself saying all this shit about hogan apparently you know not liking zeus we cycle back and forth the one mustachioed executive because now we're at the actual we're at the fight we're at the battle we're at the showtime it's ready to rock and roll the mustachioed executive says what if rip wins no more tough guy is that necessarily true dude like somebody's gotta win like it doesn't mean it's the end of the show i'm sure kimbo slices out there you know like and at the beginning of the movie, wasn't the whole thing that Rip couldn't fight because he's under contract with another TV network? Why can't he fight now all of a sudden on, I guess, was pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, I guess it's like a pay-per-view thing. I don't know if maybe he just decided, hey, man, I guess I'll just take the hit or I'll break my contract just so I can mess up Zeus because he's, like, fucked with his brother and he paralyzed him. Payback. Which it's is personal. kind of funny. And now, yeah. This time, too, it's in a professional ring, which I think they don't call the octagon. I think they call it the octagonal. Oh, do they? I didn't even notice that. They call it the octagonal. Yeah. Like, UFC, you hacks. hacks. They totally watch this movie, which is so sad. But, yeah, they they end up getting ready for this big old fight. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they could find some other psychopath to keep it going. But the way that they're making it seem is like, if Rip wins, no more show. So Fuller speaks to Exec 1 and Exec 2. He asks, is the satellite backups? Are the satellite backups ready? And they're like, yes. They're on standby. He's like, is the elevator ready? And they're like, yes. I'm like, elevator? Like, what the hell? Yeah, there's an elevator There's an plant. elevator plant in this. A real slapstick elevator plan, which... Re- which really depends on a lot yes. of luck to be <laughs> able to work. There are some variables in this elevator plan that we will run into. <laughs> so I'm guessing we'll find out what that is very soon. We see poor Randy in his wheelchair. Oh, it's so rough. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the fucking... The, the uh, fucking sponge brace on around his neck and everything yeah, his like that. Yeah, so hands are like... He's a real sad sack. the wheelchair like... Yeah, he can't even move his hand. So he's yo, he's par- no, he's paralyzed from the neck yes. down. 
because he can't even move his hands because that comes in later this on. This guy has turned like he's just a face now. I felt and I felt I wanted to feel so bad, but I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, why does he look so funny in the chair? I don't know why, but Randy and his buddy, <laughs> he does. Samantha, and some lady let like what Tim was saying. There's some lady that's helping him now, but it looks like it's his girlfriend because she's young and she's pretty. Like I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, she's dressed up for a night out of the town. She's not dressed up like a nurse or anything. They jump into the elevator, and I guess it just worked out great that everyone else was in there and Samantha was in the back because they all get out of the elevator. And as Samantha's trying to exit, she looks in like, you know, most elevators have like a little reflective. She sees it, and she's kind of fixing her hair, and she walks out. The security guards kind of come up in front of her, and they force her back inside the elevator. And this is Randy's greatest moment oh my god it's so funny because they grab they they grab her in the back (laughs) and she calls out for randy's friend because he has legs and he could save her (laughs) yeah hey leg guy you can do something he he tries to run to get her but the elevator closes and poor randy can't turn around he's like what the hell's going on (laughs) and the camera zooms in like it's fucking roy schreider on the beach in jaws (laughs) They zoom right in his little bitch-ass face. That's why he's in a wheelchair, so they could set that up easy. So they could have the camera zooming in and just wheel his chair right to the camera. They didn't have to build an extra track or anything. so bad for Randy, man. Like, he can't do nothing. Oh, man. Your dick don't work. (laughs) So uh, they drag Samantha into the monitor room uh, so she can see Hogan get messed up from there. And they call uh, they call Fuller to let her know that uh, to let him know that the elevator plan worked just fine apparently, and then Fuller calls Hogan, and this is a pretty epic moment. He calls him, and uh, what does he tell Hogan? Uh, he tells him that he has ten minutes. He's got to make it look good, or he's going to have to get matching wheelchairs. That is hardcore. <laughs> that is one hell of a threat. So Hogan immediately sends an old black man to go find his girlfriend. Is the guy from who's supposed to be this movie's Rocky Three's Apollo Trainer. Creed's? Yeah, manager. like this, and, he, and this guy's even older than him. Like this guy's more. Uh, yeah, and he's bald. He's got the mustache. He looks like he—that's exactly who I'm he's like, supposed don't to be. Send this old man to go save the day. But uh, luckily, at least Randy's poofy-haired friend. He's got yeah, legs. He got, he's got legs. He's gonna go help him out. He knows how to <laughs> use them. <laughs> so we see the World Television Network proudly presents, and uh, Hogan is growling like a crazy person and turns around to his little brother as he's coming on toward the ring. And Randy tries, you know, to throw the gang sign, but he can't, the white power sign, he can't do it. And uh, Fuller looks on with his shit eating grin. It's one of the. Yeah, he's up in a big glass booth watching watching the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like above. in the big old control booth, you know, where they're controlling all the sounds and, and all the effects and all that. And Zeus comes in with his weird Z eyebrow at full force looking like a fancy Oakland Raiders football player. See, I have written down this is going to make Bobby spin in his grave even though he's not dead yet. <laughs> he looks like one of the road warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or he could also, and this is going to make Bobby stop spinning in his grave because he'll be so happy. He looks like one of the guys from the George Romero classic, Night Riders. <laughs> Soon to be a grind. He looks half football player, half RuPaul's drag race. That's what he 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's a good combination. So they are both just growling at each other at this point. Zeus throws the announcer because the announcer's like, all right. There are no <laughs> rules. The whole thing was set up in the beginning of the movie when Geeky Guy says to Bubba, hey, where's the referee? There's no referee. The only rules is whoever's not dead is the winner. So now all of a sudden, this supposed yeah, to be like a referee. Yeah, like he was trying to bring it back to wrestling, and Zeus is not about that shit. He throws the fucking announcer right across off the ring. It's freaking awesome because you just see his body fly across. Yeah, because the other thing, too, Zeus has these two metal bracelets on. Oh, that's right. He does. Yeah. He... And they have bolts in them, too. Because I was looking at it, I was like, damn, those are fucking bolts. That was like, sticking out, like, two inches. If you get fucking hit with that, that's really going to hurt. man. Zeus is ready. He continues to growl, and he hits Hogan in the nuts, because that is the way you start a match, baby. Nut shot. Zeus hits Hogan with his own championship belt, which is so disrespectful. And uh, we... <laughs> we get some we get some intermittent fuller whiny bitch ass voice commentary as the fight continues too right like he's like come on like all right daniel i have a What's question up? this is a vince mcmahon produced yeah. movie right him and hulk hogan wrote this movie yeah. right uh where's jesse the body ventura and gene whatever that guy's name is doing the announcing for this world championship boxing or fighting yeah. match they were at the beginning of the movie. Why wouldn't they be at this match? That's true. You have them under contract. You could only get them for yeah, 10 I minutes. Yeah, I felt like he could have had them. I get. I think the reasoning is the fact that they were working for whatever network Hogan is on. Oh, wow. There's actually some fucking logic it at might play be, in this but movie. I think- so those, those two characters are under contract at TBS, <laughs> and this is being shown on TNT. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is what I was... That's what I was trying to... And the only one who could break their contract is the guy whose kid brother got crippled and girlfriend who you never slept with got kidnapped and almost raped. Then it's okay to break a contract and go on to another network for a one-time fight. Yeah, Gotcha. That is, <laughs> that okay. is how it works, baby. And so now it looks like Hogan is trying to milk the clock a little bit because he, he doesn't want to do anything because he knows that they still have his they still have samantha and you see randy and he's like come on rip try and i'm like (laughs) yeah he's like getting all mad because rip is getting his ass kicked and he's getting his ass kicked by a black guy (laughs) yeah that's that's really firing him up zeus is actually able to lift hogan with one arm which makes me think like holy shit how strong is this motherfucker and he lifts him up with one arm the then we're back with Samantha who's stuck inside that room with all the other executives and the guard realizes that Samantha snuck out of the room. So they go after her because she's, she sees they're distracted. Oh, no, I love how she sneaks out of the room, too. It's yeah. like, she just got kidnapped. They're all going to go to jail for 20 years on a felony charge, at least for this <laughs> shit, no matter what. And, hey, let's all watch TV and put her in the back behind us in a chair that has yeah. wheels. Oh, wheelchair. Yeah, let's... And just let her wheel her way yeah, right out. Let's just keep her in the back, and well, you know, we'll get into the. Yeah, they were just not. And maybe lock the door. I don't know. Put something in front of the door. Put someone outside of the door. I don't know. It's that easy. She gets away. She starts running. They start chasing her. She gets to the elevator, and she makes as much noise as possible, so they know exactly where she's at. She's like, "Come on, hurry, hurry!" She's like hitting it. 
And the elevator had some weird-ass buttons. There's a point where the button says Studio 1, 3, oh. and 5. And then underneath that, there was another button that said Studio 2, 4, and 6. I know. It is the most confusing freaking elevator I've ever seen. Every time I looked at the buttons, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. The fuck? I want to go to Studio A. And now it makes sense hell? why the elevator takes so freaking long. And they end up going down the stairs to try to get to her while she's heading down to the floor where, where the ring is at. And... Well, at one point, it shows the elevators on the 17th floor. So these motherfuckers ran down 17 flights of stairs and beat the elevator down these to catch middle-aged, her. like, 45-year-old men. <laughs> Cocaine, it's a hell of a drug. They somehow get down. It takes her, like, I, so I guess it took Samantha, like, 10, 15 minutes to get all the way down. There's a quick scene where Hogan is just getting bounced between the ropes, and it's absolutely hilarious. Like he has Zeus has his face like sandwiched in between the ropes, and he's just he's like, yeah. oh, he, he's like he's trying to saw his fucking head off with the ropes. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it's such a because Hogan is very theatrical. Like it it doesn't translate to film. He knows how to it sell it. It doesn't really yeah. translate to film very well, though. Like when you're watching it on uh when you're watching him fight in the wwf stuff you're not seeing it that close so you're not hearing as much but when you see it up close and you're hearing his voice and it gets a little kind of silly because he's well yeah that and also i think you're wrapped up in the moment and the pageantry yeah. of it all and this one it's cutting back and forth so we're losing that energy and then coming back to seeing hulk hogan's head in between two fucking <laughs> gigantic ropes and it, <laughs> like that and so then the execs and the guards are waiting for her at the elevator because we cut back to Samantha. But Charlie and Randy's friend, whoever that guy is, Legs, he comes in and they're able to get her and beat up these dudes. And somehow Hogan can always find Randy in the crowd. <laughs> well, he's the guy in the teal shirt with the white blonde hair and the blue eyes and not being able to Zeus. move. <laughs> Everybody else is moving. Look for the guy who's standing still. That's my brother. Zeus pulls out a post from the ring and actually tries to break Hogan's freaking face with it, which is incredible. And again, in, no, no, not break his face, Daniel. He pulls this post out and it's jaggered metal at the oh, end. Yeah. And he slams it into where was Hulk's head two oh. seconds before. He would have put that right through his skull. And then the camera cuts to Kurt Fuller and he's going, yeah, get him. <laughs> this is the key. You would have murdered somebody on live TV. In a kid's TV. movie. In a kid's movie. <laughs> so Fuller sees Samantha at the ring and he's all pissed off. He's like, sons of bitches. And I'm guessing, you know, he's uh, that Hogan had been holding off this whole time, like I was saying earlier. And we get a bunch of shots of Randy's O face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he's trying he's once again you see his hand is you know he's paralyzed he's trying to make the it's trying, he's trying to, make to make that, that sign. sign he's trying to throw that he number just can't up. quite do it charlie yells at zeus and says oh get you zeus you son of a bitch and zeus stops messing with hogan just so he can go and walk up to charlie who's an old man and zeus kicks the shit out of him <laughs> this is wrestling daniel that's what happens in wrestling so. The guy is almost losing, and then his girlfriend comes out of the locker room or something like that and says something and distracts him long enough for him to get yep, a second he win. let Hogan get a second win. Zeus tries to stomp on Hogan's head, but he grabs his boot, throws him off. He, Yeah, because now his brother made the... He started to make the white power sign. He was able to move his Just enough pinky. to kind of get 
get Hogan tweaked up a little bit, you know, just to kind of get a little pop in his pants. And he gets he gets a little excited. They start they he's finally starting to fight back a little bit. Then we hear Randy say, "Leave him alone." <laughs> <laughs> and Fuller is yelling because he knows Zeus is just flexing because he he had hit Hogan again, and he's just sort of flexing and he's just like, oh, I'm awesome. Yeah, now Hogan's got that beast yeah, mode going. It. He's on. getting yeah. fired up. He wakes up. Now they just they just breathe hard and growl at each other. Zeus hits Hogan twice, then starts hitting himself for for no reason, and uh, Hogan's able to grab both both punches from Zeus. Boom, boom. He has his fists in his hands. He starts open. Classic, classic wrestling just looks epic and then all of a sudden you see randy you get a close-up shot of randy and he just goes yeah <laughs> get, get him. him get him get him rip hogan starts decking the shit out of zeus and he's about to body slam him but zeus punches him in the back but hogan shakes it off he goes "Ooh." <laughs> is that what happened because when i saw him first pick him up the body slam him <clears throat> It looks like he stops halfway and puts him back yeah, down. Yeah, because, because Zeus kind of punches him in the back so he can't do it. See, I thought that Zeus dookie. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, oh, fuck, right next to my face. Like Andre the Giant. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit. And then he throws him over the thing. And that would have been nice because if he would have actually like, shit his pants and he throws him on the ground and he lands on his ass and that shit just splatted over everybody in like, the first three rows. Zeus go poo-poo. <laughs> Gigi Allen lives. <laughs> so so uh, Zeus gets up. He starts choking out Hogan. And by the way, Hogan has one of the best, like, the voice he makes when he's getting choked. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so animated, dude. He's getting choked out. And he starts punching him a few more times. Now Zeus just starts looking dazed because he's able to kind of get a few hits. Hogan's able to get a few hits on him. And he sort of already looks dazed naturally with his ass eyes, but he looks very dazed. <laughs> and his eyes yeah. are straight now. <laughs> his eyes are straight now. The fight, by the way, has been going on for what? Like 15 minutes? It's been a long time. Uh, it's. I think it's over the 10-minute mark. Time. Like, you're like, holy shit. I, I think the Rocky fights were shorter than this. Like, Mike. Hell yeah. Especially Rocky IV. Uh, yeah, Rocky IV is almost all just montages of people doing working out and stuff. Like, it's barely even the fight. So, uh, the, so the fight continues. Zeus walks away. All of a sudden, I don't even know why he does this, but... Uh, oh, yeah, because they get, to the, they get off to the floor, and Hogan's kind of getting the final wind. And also Zeus is. He lifts up Hogan. He runs him into one of the posts. Zeus punches him in the face. And Zeus decides to walk away up the stadium for no reason at all. Randy also falls onto the floor. Zeus. <laughs> no, no. He knocks him. I think he knocks him down. And then he kicks him again. It's like, now you can walk, He's like, why don't you eat this shit? <laughs> Boom. He fucking kicks poor paralyzed Randy in the stomach. <laughs> But he doesn't feel it, so it's, it's okay, right? He had to kick him in the head. <laughs> yeah, he should have just kicked him in the face. Cause yeah, right. Get him, motherfucker! Do it again! Do it again! Do it again! So he keeps going up the stairs, and Hogan sees what's going on, and he's getting pissed off. Hogan uh, gets up to the platform, and I think at this point you see Fuller, who's who's over there by that little control room. And he's like, mess him up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, fucking beat him up. Kill him. No, he says, kill oh, yeah, him. He's hardcore, dude. 
and he 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 goes up and they start fighting and it's crazy man like he actually starts getting a little bit of a you know a little fight back he starts punching zeus but then zeus punches hulk off the platform and he thinks he won he turns around and he has his arms up then hulk uh gra- climbs up back up the platform grabs zeus by the legs brings him down punches him in the face starts fucking him up and what happens at this point i think at some point he ends up punching him off the goddamn platform uh yeah he punches him off the platform and he falls all the way down into the center of the ring which just happens to have a perfect circle yeah. that looked like it was a soft spot right in the middle of the ring and he goes right through it and cut to oh zeus is dead i guess zeus is dead and also the fact that zeus purposefully pushed himself further to get to the middle of the ring because there's no way he would have fell like that naturally like he must have yeah i guess they had to sell it either that or hogan is so strong he was able to projectile punch his ass all the way to the middle of the ring but it sure looks like he's dead as shit like this guy is not moving the last thing you've seen of him yeah he's fallen it looks like two or three stories onto his back through a ring all the way to the floor and you don't see him moving and while this is all happening fuller was getting frustrated because hogan was doing good and he's pulling cords and and messing up electronic equipment he's because that's going to yeah, solve the he's problem going on this like whiny bitch ass rich guy rage where he's just messing stuff up so then after hogan beats zeus hogan turns his attention to fuller and he's like he's like growling doing his hogan thing he walks up he breaks through the glass, I believe, and then Fuller gets scared as shit, starts backing up. I guess he's so sweaty and wet that when he touches the electronics that he's all short-circuited and messed up, he electrocutes himself, and we see a dead guy in a, in a kid's movie. It's pretty awesome. Well, no, here's it's the rise of the Skywalker. Our hero doesn't kill the villain. The villain kills yep. themselves in front of our hero because there's no way that he he's the hero he can't kill two people in 30 fucking <laughs> seconds of the movie yeah he can't you know we had to have fuller find a way to fucking off himself by just messing i mean i guess at this point the fight wasn't being broadcast anymore because he destroyed all the equipment yeah he's pulling shit out everybody's that pay-per-view thing is going crazy everybody's calling up the cable company right <laughs> like, now hey, hbo what's going on man? time <laughs> warner what's up and so yeah fuller executes himself he dies um not from hogan you know and hogan turns around and he sees his he sees randy down way at the bottom of the uh near the ring and he's standing up is he standing up randy he's i don't know if they're propping him up or he's standing up but he is standing his head is next to everybody else's head and they're all standing up nobody else is sitting oh by the way i should probably mention that right before fuller died he said you stay away you jockass Oh yeah, that was it. The last thing. He, no matter how bad this guy is, no matter how many people he's willing to have raped, murdered, and kidnapped, he won't say jackass. <laughs> so yeah, so so Hogan goes to Randy, who's being probably propped up, and uh, and he starts walking toward him. He's smiling. Everyone's cheering because two grown ass men are dead, and uh, they're having a great good time. He goes and sees his little twenty five year old brother. Hogan throws his white power sign and goes, <laughs> and uh, and then cut to the movie end and it's 
where do we go from here? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Instead, we get a no holds bar song that is maybe the most butt rock song I've heard in a long while. Uh, and uh, it's over, everybody. That is the end of No Holds Bar. We have had quite the journey, Tim. And that's the point in the movie when I realized there's no dog being thrown yeah, into the ocean. Yeah, it was a tough one. I was like, maybe I blinked. or I, I knew it was a quick scene. Like, I remember, yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. That's why I was like, he's on the motorcycle driving down the road. This is where we're going to see yeah. him. Did yeah, I, I know. It? I was like, oh, man, maybe I missed it. It's okay. Like... Uh, but it's on YouTube for anybody. It is who on wants YouTube, and it. I think I I was telling Tim I I have I believe that this was the guy playing with his dog, and the problem is that when you throw a dog, they make their body into a transformation that looks like they are in complete fear. They can't help it, but they go mm-hmm. like they stretch and they get real stiff, and I don't know if that's what the dog meant. Maybe this guy was this the way he plays with his dog. He throws him in the water, you know. And like I said to you, Daniel, even if that's true, that poor schmuck now has to be the guy who explains to everybody, no, 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 you don't understand. My dog <laughs> likes it when I throw him in the water like that. You know, like how, you don't understand, my wife likes it when I backhand her when she doesn't get me a beer quick enough. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I can see how that would take some time for people to understand, but, you know, hey... Maybe this guy's misunderstood, but it is still a funny-ass scene. We will never cover Mr. Nanny, as me and Tim agree, no. but it's still a fun little little scene to see if y'all ever have time. I'm not going through two Hulk Hogan movies Oof. just to see that, which I can already oh, see on no, YouTube. Man, it is rough. And I will say that they, there were some pretty memorable characters in this movie there's a lot of you know there's not a lot of fantastic amazing acting but there are some people that bring it and i want to bring you a little bit of that character so this is a segment i like to call quick impressions go for it quick impressions i where are you going i'm leaving mr bro until you and I come to an agreement. Watch me. Are you trying to tell me my money's not good enough for you? I find that a little hard to swallow, you jockass! I'm leaving, Mr. Brell. Wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. You're not going anywhere until we've had an agreement. Watch me. Are you trying to tell me my money isn't good enough for you? I find that a little hard to swallow, you jockass! All right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that quick impression. Now we are heading to the rating section of this of this movie. And as you all know, that I like to rank the movies based off my favorite mustaches. A full Manchu is a full Manchu recommendation. You have the walrus mustache, which is a pretty damn good. You have the horseshoe mustache, which actually is the first horseshoe mustache to be in a movie that we've covered. And that is a... Eh, and then we have the toothbrush mustache, which is the Hitler mustache, and that is burn it in hell. I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I haven't decided yet, Tim. Uh, what is? Tell me a little bit about what you think about this movie. I'm gonna go. He's one step above Hitler. <laughs> so he gets the horseshoe mustache from you. He gets the horseshoe mustache. It fits him. It's his. Uh, we find out later in life that he does have a lot in common with Hitler. <laughs> So, it's just one step above. Yeah, it's 
it's an okay movie. It's, again, you know, it's one of those things, if you got nothing else on, which, at this point, there should always be something else that you can watch besides <laughs> this movie, but if you're drunk, if you, if you saw it when you were a kid and you really liked it, maybe don't watch it because I don't think it's going to mm. hold up. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but... There wasn't enough wrestling, there wasn't enough fighting, and there was too much of him in his short, tight, 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 <laughs> tight underwear. Yeah, I, uh... There's more of him in his underwear than the main female character, that and that's wrong. wrong. I, I feel exactly the same, Tim. I, I give this a full uh, horseshoe recommendation, which is, a, eh. If you've never seen it before and you want to see some of the parts that we talked about, it's on Tubi. It's free. Tubi is a magical app that has brought us a lot of movies that me and Tim like to like to watch, and you can watch it on there. Tubi should actually sponsor every Grind Bin podcast and everything that has to do with Grind Bin because it's just the greatest. Oh, it TV is the best. Uh, whoever's working, whoever's deciding to start bringing up all these crazy old movies, 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s movies, legendary. Hats off. And uh, thank God that it was free because I would have been so pissed off if I had to buy the fucking DVD. I would have just used the VPN and found it somewhere <laughs> no. else. There's no way I'm giving Let that Let me guy tell money. you, you know, it. Yeah, it's it's rough, but there there it is worth catching some of those scenes that we talked about, and it's almost funny to laugh at more than it's trying to be funny. The t- the two good scenes in it, the scene where he's in the bed and she thinks he's jerking off, and the scene where he shoves a check down Kurt Fuller's mouth. It's is, pretty gold. Yeah, that's the definitely definitely yeah, the, best the parts Debo of the movie. scenes are rough. He's just yelling the. Yeah, he doesn't really he doesn't say, say anything, anything at all. all. The end of the movie is kind of rough. The fight is too long. So, yeah, I give it's it definitely earns its horseshoe mustache. But hey, what are you gonna do? Thank you so much for watching this. Um, it's a uh, plug time. Do you have? I know you are a common guest on many podcasts, Tim. You're very popular. You know, my podcasting career has just <laughs> taken off through the roof. Who would have thought? That this kid from Queens would one day be on four different podcasts. Wow. You just. You never know where have... life's going to take you. I haven't gotten paid yet for anything, <laughs> which is my wife's number one thing, which I just like to say to my wife. Because <laughs> I drive her crazy with all this podcast talk. I'm like, hey, I was on a podcast and the guy told me it was his number one show. We got the most on it. And she's like, so what? <laughs> She's like, what do you want, a cookie? I <laughs> A cookie would be at least getting paid for something for the, doing it, but so you so got to start somewhere. What are the somewhere. latest uh, podcasts you, you, uh, that people can tune in if they want to hear you? Uh, well, the one that I just did recently was with Eddie from Bloody Bits. We did Dawn of the Dead, which was one. a great movie. I love talking cool. about that one. And I don't know when this one is coming out compared to when. I think me and you both did one for The Grind Bin, our favorite yes. podcast. yes. A nice Italian exploitation movie. I won't give away the title just in case, depending on when this yeah. is coming out, but that should be dropping soon. And then after that, I'm pretty much free. So anybody who wants me on this show with this golden <laughs> voice, 
you know where to get in touch with my uh yes agent. uh y'all remember eddie uh in our up and smoke episode so yeah please tune into bloody bits and check out tim's episode with him and yes me and tim were on a uh, grinding episode that hopefully will be coming out in the next coming weeks so just keep a lookout if you're not subscribed to the grind bin you please do um i don't have a patreon or nothing like that but the grind bin does and uh they are definitely a uh a podcast that i'm fully associated with uh through thick or thin so <laughs> you can check them out yeah and you know what actually daniel eddie started a patreon for bloody bits where it looks like he's going to be doing live movies every oh, weekend awesome. and he's going to have a like a little uh well, you know, if y'all stop by Bloody Bits, check out the Patreon, see if you're interested, and uh, definitely just keep getting involved. And we, we appreciate, I definitely appreciate y'all checking out the show. Um, I've had a great time with it so far. I, I honestly forgot what number episode this was. I can't believe how many episodes I've been able to pull off. Yeah, it's number, number 15, 15. So this is pretty awesome. I was on lucky number nine and on number 15, <laughs> so. I think I'm the I'm the first repeat you, guest, uh, right? Yeah, other than my girl, yeah, you are the first repeat guest because she lives here, so yeah, well, she's your girlfriend, she, so yeah, come on, yeah, that's well, don't do that, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, you are the first repeat repeat guest, so it's it's been awesome. So just in keeping with the whole wrestling thing, I just like to tell every other person who's been on the show before me, suck it. <laughs> nwo style baby but yeah y'all can check out more um more uh, upcoming episodes and things like that on my instagram at mustachio podcastio m-o-u-s-t you can also catch me on twitter at m podcastio leave me a review i'm not that big on those but if 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 you're gonna leave a review and it's a positive one leave it if you don't like the show go ahead and direct message me and we can talk there uh <laughs> Yeah, why are you going to – I don't understand why you would go on, log into whatever Google account, whatever it is that you have, and go on and give a bad review. I mean, if you hate the show, all right, you're going to do that, you give it one. But other than that, you should give it a five-star. There should be no in-between. Yeah, I, to- I totally feel the same way. So, yeah, don't don't waste your time doing a five – you know, a, a one or two or three or four. Just put in a five-star or just message me directly and give me your comment cards, and I'll consider them maybe. Yeah. Other than that, right. thank you so much. I'm not going to be around with those comment cards. <laughs> Other than that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. I will see you next time. Say bye-bye, Tim. Bye-bye, Tim. Bye-bye, hey. Tim.